A grieving mother uses her son's death to expose racism. Rescue divers assemble in Thailand. A genius girl topples an awful headmistress. Find love while practicing cannibalism. And her grandmother enlists a documentarian to help find their family. It's her world and classical music collapsing. No longer wants to be friends. And together to sell a baby despite... Multiversal mother-daughter. May-December interracial romance. This time on the Oscar should have gone to... Top 10s of 2022. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to. Hey, Meg. Hi, Craig. We did not record an intro. We've just been chit chatting. Ch- taking um, bets on how many, how much overlap we're going to have. Uh, on yeah, our it's a top it's 10 a, list. It's a new year. It's 2023. And uh, you have not had a single drink the night before. We were just talking about this with our guest. I didn't well, okay, I didn't so you say had a that. little champ. I had a little champ. You had to have a little, yeah. That's good for the baby. You had, that you that three, fortifies you had the baby. Three shots and four Negronis. Bagliata. <laughs> I just want to make sure that he's ready when he comes into this world. Yeah, no, he needs to be, um, he needs to know who his mother is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now. Gotta have that yeah. in his blood, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I am not hungover. I am fucking bright, b- bushy-tailed, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. It's, That's not how, I will say that is not how you present No, not at all. No, let me be clear. On. I'm aware that I look hungover, for sure. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Um, but... I didn't realize that we were going to, I didn't really even read the email cause I'm a bad co-host. So I didn't mm-hmm. realize that we were going to have a very special guest. I would have, I would have spiffed it up. I need, yeah, I, you would be in, do you know I'd be in my ball. I would have been, I would have been in a ball <laughs> gown would have been Reem Acra. I would have looked like Mariah Carey had I known, but sure. th- you get what you get in this life. And it's yep. a good lesson for 2023. Lower your expectations yep. guys. Lower your expectations. Well, we are very excited to be joined uh, by a repeat guest. Variety's own Clayton Davis is with us. Clayton, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you both. I would like to state uh, two very obvious facts at the moment. Since I've, sure. been, since I've been with you uh, the first time, which has obviously opened the doors for me. Uh, of my So career. many people are cl- clamoring them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Variety had moved you out to L.A., but they, they weren't going to let you do, like, the take or anything like that until after they heard the podcast. That's correct, right? <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Then what happened yeah. was we had such a fiery episode, probably top ten podcasts of all time, in all podcasts, was yeah. the episode I was on with you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah it goes that, without saying. That the Oscars themselves heard this. And then invited me to the ceremony for the very first time where Will Smith slapped somebody. So they really wanted to up. Shock, shocking yeah. that you got that invite. And yet Craig and I <laughs> managed to well, dodge it. 
You are the direct competitor for the Oscars. That's why yeah. they, they That's did true. this. That's true. That's true. Yep. That's true. Also, you know, as always, the Oscars trying to get get away from Oscars so white. It does not come whiter than Megan and I. So they, they couldn't have us. <laughs> no, I am they essentially have us at the I am essentially see through at this point. Yeah. Again, it's it's the red wine that gives me any sort of color in my cheeks. Yeah, sun is bad for the baby is what Megan keeps <laughs> telling me. And I don't know that that's fully, I don't know who told her that, but that's what she keeps saying. Oh, God. How was that slap? Um, How was that slap, Clayton? What was it like in person? Um, uh, it was worse looking on TV than it was in person. We were just... As I hear as that a lot. I get that. I hear that all the time, by the yeah. way. I, it's <laughs> that that is a thing that people tell me. Um, and it was I mean, it's my it was my first ceremony I've ever been to. And I don't think I can go to any more ever again, because what's going to compare to that? I don't yeah, it's not going to it's not going to live up to. It. Do you think there is a possibility that this year? I don't know. Let's say Colin Farrell walks up on stage and slaps Jessica Chastain mm-hmm. for some reason, because maybe yeah. like he, he like does not like Jeremy strong and Jessica Chastain has been such a fierce defender. I think, um, I think there's a lot of things that could happen. I had this like little like bingo card thing of things that could happen at an Oscar, Oscar ceremony. And I've had people, yeah. like I think people could die at a ceremony. Like, I mean, it's a room full sure. of 80 year olds, right? So someone's not a croak. Yeah. I would have never thought yeah. that the arguably most famous person in the room would slap the ninth most famous person in the room. So, yeah, that was a surprise. And then five and minutes later, win an Oscar. He, he could he could have killed him <laughs> if Chris Rock had fallen over and hit his head in the right way. He could have broken I mean, it. Yeah, it, it, sure. it could have million dollar baby styled and then he could have been paralyzed and then yeah, a hundred percent would have felt oh, so guilty. God. And then because, you know, because Clint Eastwood just didn't get that, uh, didn't get that stool out of the way quick enough. Yep. Um, can I also, can I also just yeah. state something? I just, cause the, the, the reader, the listener, the readers, the listeners will not understand this, but I feel like, uh, Meg will, as we are sitting here with video on, obviously they can't see this. But Craig looks like Phil Dumphy's dad from Modern Family when they're on Skype for Christmas. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who played Phil's dad on it's Modern not Family. So much who this is, it's, played him? It's the positioning of you on the camera. Also, he's always constantly. It's just. It's like look at my nostrils and my eyes and nothing else. Chairs a little. Yeah, sure. No, definitely, definitely. I mean, you could adjust. Meg, I knew. Listen, my wife is more about the aesthetics of what the chair looks like. Immediately picked up on that, and I, you know, I, I try to let. Okay, that's. Is that better? Yeah. Meg, is it because you auditioned to play Phil Dumphy's mother multiple <laughs> times during the run of Modern Family and never? You always look like a young Shelley Long never got to me. Pinned. I have been pinned for that show, by the way. Spoiler mm. alert: did not get it. Did not get it. Yeah. Did not get the job. Well, you know, they might bring it. They, they could always reboot it for Hulu. <laughs> you never know. Like, you would make a great BFF uh, for Pepper. Do you know that that's my my husband's? Like, that's like his. What, not that there's like a, a hall pass or like a whatever, but that's Julie Bowen. That's Maddie's. 
I thought you were going to say Nathan Lane. This whole, like, as we were building up to this, I thought you were going to tell me it was Nathan Lane, Pepper himself. Um, no, he loves, that's, he that's loves Julie Bowen. That's weird. Yeah, that's it's sort of weird. I so, think it's so like they, they were, I think I think he saw Happy Gilmore at like a at a. I was gonna say it's it's got to be like a Happy Gilmore. Yeah, thing, I think. at a or Ed Ed the bowling alley one. What's the bowling alley one? Ed Ed, yeah. just Ed, <laughs> just Ed. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's jump in. Uh, before we jump in, we're gonna do our top tens. Uh, we've talked about this. We're gonna we're gonna round robin it. Um, and then if one of us says a movie that someone has higher up on the list, we'll just pause and we'll, we'll wait to talk about that till we get higher on the list. But I wanted to know, uh, from both of you, Clayton, I know you've seen a ton, uh, as part of your job and Meg, you've seen like, I don't know, like 25 movies this year. So, um, are there, that's not true. Are there partic- that's not true. Are there particular as, as part, movies as part you have of, not as had part a of chance? your passion, Meg, as part of your passion. Yeah. Right I have yeah. a passion for walking over to the Grove from my mm-hmm. apartment, swinging by Nordstrom, seeing what's new, seeing what's new, and then going over to the, the movie theater at the Grove. I, not drinking has really opened a lot of avenues for me, and none of them are good. Yeah. Um, I just want to know, is there anything you have not seen at this point that you feel like could legitimately crack your top ten, like if we were doing this in six weeks? Yeah, I haven't seen <clears throat> I did not get a screener for After Sun. So I have not seen After Sun. And mm-hmm. I feel like that could be high for me. And also I have not seen Decision to Leave. <clears throat> um okay. because I just didn't want to go the day Maddie was going. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like I just was like, Do no, I, I have it in me to watch a three hour Korean movie right now? And then the answer was no. So yeah. um, those two movies I feel like maybe could crack. Um, but I think everything else I've seen. Um, Clayton, anything anything you feel like you're still missing? I mean... I know you've already started voting for BAFTA and yeah, stuff like that. Um, yes, the British, me. Um, I have always... I mean, I always feel like I, I miss stuff. I always want to watch more international stuff and more docs. And I never... Yeah. My goal one year is to see if I can get through literally every single international feature submission. And like, I barely got to 20, like I feel like this year, including those that weren't even submitted by countries. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, notable thing, big thing that was missing. I don't think I missed any, um, (laughs) black Adam. Sorry, Meg. Oh yeah. That probably yeah, that be, definitely is going to, I mean, that did change the power structure of the DC universe completely. So, that's definitely something that you missed. Um, started started, started actually, a debate my, if, whether it's profitable or not that we will fight about for all time. Yeah. Um, most of the stuff I, I still need to see are international films as well that just have not had a release here. So uh, Return to Soul was actually at the Philly Film Festival, but I missed it. Um, I have not gotten a chance to see St. Omer here because it is not played here yet at all. That's your, that's your jam, um, Craig. That's a movie made for you i know that one i'm really looking forward to close which i know that you were a big proponent of that really got you uh, has not been here yet and argentina 85 which honestly i know very little about except that it's keeps cracking that top five for every international nomination so it needs to be seen i mean, I mean you can watch it on amazon um, prime right now 
Oh, is it on there? Right, okay. well, actually, I, I said that way too fast. I think it is, but yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Now I'm going to check right after yeah. this, and I'm going to be like, Clayton, son of a Did God. you see Petite um, Maman? That's another one that I feel like... I did, but you know what? I don't. Cons- I wasn't considering that for this list. It wouldn't have been in my top ten anyway. But it was Oscar eligible last okay, year. Okay. So there's some exactly. there's some weird stuff that came out. So like one movie that I've obviously talked about all year, happening, which was not France's nominee nominee last year, is Oscar eligible in all other categories this year. It probably won't get nominated, but because it was not did not have a U.S. release until this year. Um. Like she would be able to be nominated for best actress this year, but the movie could not be nominated for international feature because France chose Titan over it last year. But Petit Maman did have a very brief qualifying release in the U S at the end of 2021. So it was not eligible um, for the Oscars at all this year. So that's usually how I do my lists. All Um, right. Thanks nerd. But but so the other one the other one that I have not seen, which I don't know if it would crack my list or not, but I actually mentioned this to Clayton is this morning I went to see Babylon before our record and I was an hour into the movie and a fire alarm went off and we all had to leave the theater. And I will tell you for a moment, I thought it maybe was just part of the film. (laughs) (laughs) Um we all left before we even got down the second flight of escalators. The alarm went off. We went back. They're like, the movie will restart in 10 minutes. 45 minutes later, the movie had still not restarted. And I was like, I can't stay now. I have to go. I'm recording a podcast in two and a half hours. And that's the same amount of time that's left in this movie. And for me to get was home. That so, a, was that a real tragedy that you had to leave before the end of I'll Babylon? I'll tell you, I... I liked the first hour of Babylon, but everything I've read about it seems that people either like the first hour or the first two hours, or some people do like the whole movie, but it seems like most people particularly have issues with the last bit of the film. Um, By last bit, so, you mean last, like, two hours of it, yes. Then the, yes. yes, yeah. Um, wait, what's, God, what's I, can, I, I haven't seen that. it either, and I cannot can get you, myself judge up. Like, well, it, it is it is a screener worthy um, wait. Um, but wait, Craig, what part did you get up to? I just need to know what when that alarm went off because it actually makes it funnier. It was it basically was right after Margot Robbie's triumph on her first day on set. Oh, so it basically was like through her, like finishing her day and they finished. Oh my God. So you didn't get, Brad Pitt the, section. Oh God, you didn't get to the PJ souls scene, PJ souls, solely, whatever his name is actor. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like, that's interesting. That, that movie, when people ask me if I like it and I get like all like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think I might say no ish. I do think it has my favorite scene of the year of any movie. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going back tomorrow at 1030 to, well, I probably will actually show up. It's a 1030 screening. So I'll probably show up around 1130 and watch like the 15 <laughs> sure. minutes yeah. uh, before it went off. You know, you've um, hit it this, right you know, when you just see Nicole's shoe hit that, hit that water. Well, I don't, I mean, oh, you don't I don't go to an AMC. I, I already know, like I need to show up 20, 25 minutes in to hit Nicole's yeah. shoe. This, I can add an extra hour to that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Because you've. Heard it, so. I'm sorry. Can I can I know what this Nicole shoe thing is? Because I don't know. Oh, the AMC. Oh, oh, no, oh, that, oh, sorry. That Nicole got it. Nicole, hello, Nicole. 
We're on a first name was, basis I didn't, now. I didn't know all. if that was someone's like sister or spouse that I just never knew their name. <laughs> I think of her as a is a spiritual sister. Oh, no, no. As a biffle, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, Nicole, Nicole, Nicole's actually on the next episode. Got it. So. <laughs> yeah. Another um, great performance. Well, should we do this? Great, oh, go ahead. One last good Nicole Kidman performances here in The Northman, even though that movie is like bonkers crazy. But yes. she's really great in it. She is really, she's always good in stuff. She just picks, I was thinking about that after I watched The Northman, which, spoiler, definitely is not in my top 10. She <laughs> picks weird shit to be in, man. She yeah. picks a lot of the stuff that she's in. I realize I actually don't like very much, but I do like her. Well, she's she's oh. she's doing the Tory thing right now, which is something I wish like I know you guys just recently talked a lot about DiCaprio, but like yeah. I wish DiCaprio would get with like a newcomer right about yeah. now. Right. Yeah. Like it would be interesting if he didn't made a movie with someone other than Martin Scorsese or yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Or Yachty do. Like, yeah. Like yeah. yeah, like don't don't get people after their Oscar like run. Right. Get you know, go with yeah. someone brand new. Yeah. Yeah. But not Damien Chazelle, who I'm beginning to think is not good. So okay, this will be the last thing I promise. So wait, the Chazelle thing, and this is what's been like infuriating about this whole Babylon discourse, is that we are in this time and you might read this at some point i'm calling it a tour entitlement and that is mm-hmm. we are giving blank checks and final cuts to every filmmaker that feels like they deserve it right and yeah and i and i understand the whole thing about like studio notes blah blah but i think we really undervalue studio notes because i know at some point someone at paramount went hey damien this probably shouldn't be three hours yes and he was so like hell bent on this yeah and there's very the only ones that i think that did it this year successfully were guillermo del toro with pinocchio and even that i'm kind of like probably could have used a little bit of a a, right. a smooth out but i still I liked think it. you're not i totally think you're not wrong i mean th- this has been long documented on this podcast <laughs> that movies <laughs> movies today are too fucking long And people are fucking in love with their own goddamn art. And you need to have some, yeah, somebody else, somebody being like, this is a dumb idea. I don't give a shit that you made one good movie, you know, 10 years ago that whatever, like this doesn't, that doesn't like allow you to make whatever, to, to just make all of the decisions that should be a collaborative process. Yeah, Guillermo said it best on my podcast uh, a few weeks ago. He said, it's important to have additional voices not be the only voice. Right. And right. I and that needs to be said. Because I think when you see especially these films that people are the writer, producer, director, editor, composer, like that then you're doing yeah. a little too much. I don't think hundred percent well, I don't think you're great well, at everything. There are there are movies like for instance like Bardo, like I was like there was never a world in which that movie was going to make my top ten. But there's probably a way more interesting two-hour version of that movie than even the cut I saw, which is 240 or whatever. Um, two thir- you saw the 232 an- one. I saw yeah, the three-hour the one. three, yeah. And, um, but then there's other movies like Blonde, which maybe there was an interesting 10-minute cut of that movie, but I'm not <laughs> even sure that's true. But you know what, um, but you know what's, fun- you know what's funny? Something about Blonde, interestingly, is I would take a Blonde, though, over a Bardo because Blonde is a swing, a miss, a right. strikeout for yeah. sure. Yeah. But there is something to be said about 
like the way he's trying to tell it. I think the script more so is the big issue than the vision that he that right. he had. So I can take the big swings. It's always like what like Bardo. There are again individual scenes of Bardo that are beautiful. And then yeah, but, and actually, I feel the word. I don't know who did the cinematography on that, but I think that's some of the best cinema. That's some of the best cinematography of the year, and because people dislike the movie so much, being completely ignored. And that movie, I saw it in a theater. Looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, same guy who did right? uh, Armageddon Time. If you liked Armageddon oh, Time, I did not. But yes, I know you didn't. I did one not. Of your, I one also, of your least favorites. I also did not care for Armageddon. We'll talk um, about. I it. just, oh. I, I just thought that one for me was like I know why Clayton really doesn't like it. For me, it was fine. Like I don't, I, I don't think you don't, know. Uh, like. I guess oh. I don't. I, I don't. I did not. Well, no, I just. I just remember your immediate reaction after like, you saw I it. Could, so. Like it was like it, the whole childhood thing. Like that's also like not always surefire a good idea, guys. To, I don't. No. I don't yeah. need to know about your childhood. And also, you know what's funny? And we're actually gonna. We, we will definitely talk more about about that later on because I know a movie that's high up on Megan's list. I want to talk about specifically. Mm, yeah. In this like world of like directors making. Yeah. Damn. Well, no, it's it, no, pass. because I actually, it's a movie that I like as well. Oh. And I think it's being unfairly grouped. Oh, with I know films. what I know what you're talking about. It's, yeah. a, it's American history X. Cause Meg really identifies with <laughs> some yeah, of the yeah, characters yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought about shaving my head. Yeah. No, I no. don't. I, Armageddon time. Sorry. One last thing about Armageddon time. It reminds yeah. it reminded me of um, like years ago when Inside Lewin Davis came out, which is my favorite Coen Brothers movie. I mine brought too. It to, oh, Clayton, uh, it's my. It's such, and that's a hot take that people get I'm mad sorry, at me for. I, I called you bad takes, See? McGee, because that's a great take. Oh my god, yeah, people are stupid. It's great, but I remember showing it a screener to my family over Christmas, and it ended. And my grandfather, which is not the thing to show, it was a stupid idea for me to do, but my grandfather, (laughs) my like 78 year old grandfather just goes, now what am I supposed to take from that? (laughs) That sometimes you don't get your big break. It's about a movie about failure, grandpa. But, but, but that was my feeling about Armageddon time where, where I was like, Oh my God, I'm channeling my old ass grandfather being like, I don't, what am I taking from this? You know what I mean? Like it was anyway, I don't like that. Probably my, one of my best moments personally of the year was sitting at the Cannes film festival, watching Armageddon time and the scene in which Jeremy strong beats his son. I clapped (laughs) like loud as hell and people laughed because I saw, I was like, I've never been happy to see a child get beat. On screen, Maddie yeah. kept doing. Maddie kept doing Jeremy Strong's voice because he kept. He was convinced it was Ray Romano, so he kept being like, <laughs> "Deborah!" Like he would do like a. De- he would do Ray Romano. It was very. Everybody it was very funny. loves James Gray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, his movie Somewhere in Queens. I can't wait for you two to see it. It's actually so delightful. Ray Romano. Okay. His right. His directorial oh, debut. Oh. It's actually so sweet. It's a really good movie. Hey, listen, he's a he's a he's a really talented guy. Okay. Loved him in Armageddon Time. Just such a <laughs> such a light. Yeah, can't miss. Um, let's do it. Do it. Let's do some top tens. Clayton, you're our guest. We'll, we'll let you oh start. God, What's your to... number ten of the year? Ooh, okay. So, um, guys, can I to make you guys feel great? This is exclusive to you. 
because I haven't announced this yet on on Variety or to the world. Yeah, we're dying. We are breaking. We are breaking. News. Baited. Breaking Brett, news. Brett yeah. is baited. Yes. So my number ten is Shinoye Chuku's Till, starring the okay. magnificent Danielle Deadweiler in the breakthrough performance of the year. And I say breakthrough for normies because I knew who she was because of right. Harder They Fall. Um, that well, I think between state, I mean, I know people liked like, and I think she's great in the harder they fall, but between Station Eleven and Till, I think you have to say like an absolute blockbuster year year for her. Yeah. Um, why I love Till so much, aside from wanting to do the marketing for the movie with a big sign on the poster that says "You don't see him die," like I wanted everyone to know that. That like, is, right. by the way, that please tell people that because I've That's had that screener for weeks and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I literally, <laughs> this is so lame, but I'm having a child and I'm like, I don't know that the, I, I don't know that I can do this right now. Yes. And, and Meg, I do not judge you for that. I, I've been telling everyone that. And I think. And I don't like to ever use the crutch like, if you're a parent, dot, 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 because I don't think that's what it is. Right. But I think if you're a parent, this is like extra like, oh, no, this is actually kind of horrific. But in a movie that's about something so horrible, it's weird, always weird to say that it's beautiful. It's shot gorgeously. Danielle Deadweiler is the greatest find. It is the most beautiful reminder that Whoopi Goldberg is a fantastic actress and we have wasted yeah. her post Oscar uh, life. EGOT post EGOT life. Post EGOT. Yes, exactly. EGOT. Yes. Um, and yeah, and it, it, it just really is incredible. I think it's beautifully directed and I, I do understand some people's, I don't say critiques, but it's their thoughts that it does. It isn't hard enough, but in a in a world where we live where it's just black trauma porn all the time, it was really refreshing sure. to see a terrible story be centered around love and told correctly in a slice of life way, rather this cradle right. to grave like whole. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it's not like we see like her giving birth to Emma, yeah. and then like we have like half an hour of Emma growing up, mom, and then, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'll, exactly. I'll never forget. By the way, just a complete side note, just to talk about black trauma porn. I remember sitting down with uh, the writers of Judas and the Black Messiah, also one of the great, uh-huh. greatest films of that year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and when my favorite film of that in year, the in, in the first script, the first version of the script written by Will Burson, one uh, of the studio notes talk about bad studio notes was like. Um, this seems a little like, like, it's just too much in this time. Can we like see Fred, like, you know, learning how to speak for the first time or something <laughs> like that? And we were like, wait, what? <laughs> like, they're like, did he like know how to read from this? Is there like a, is but, there like a moment we can get like Jeffrey Rush yeah. and maybe he's like helping. But to be, Fred. to be fair, Kaluuya would have played the shit oh out of that. <laughs> I guess it would have been, that would have been great. That would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's my number 10. Well, I'm glad to hear that because, uh, I will say jumping into, to my top 10, uh, the theme of my, of my top 10 this year. And again, I think this says something about, again, I'm very being very psychological right now, but about the state that I'm in right now and whatever the whole thing. All of my, with a couple of exceptions, the my top ten are very, um, 
the theme is very like good people trying the best that they can. Like is just mm-hmm. seems to be like, I just didn't, I didn't have it in me for, for a lot of like, gr- like I'm not going to watch bones and all like there's, I didn't have it in me for some gross stuff. Well, that also clean. It'll make me sick. Couldn't get through the trailer to be honest with you. Fine. But, but on that note, number 10 is like the, uh, another, is an uplifting story. And, and for a variety of different reasons, I was really happy to see Ron Howard return to form. And I really, really enjoyed 13 lives. I thought it was fucking great. Really well done. Just like I had forgotten what had happened to that was the, the, like it had been far enough away from the Thai boys being stuck in the cave that I didn't remember like what, you know, the ultimate outcome was. Um, and can, can I ask you a quick question, Meg? Did yeah, you, go ahead. Did you see the doc, the rescue? I did not. And I, I swear to Jesus, if I hadn't seen the rescue, I think the, I think 13 lives would have been my top 10 of the year because yeah. you, okay, so, great. Cause yeah. So the, the rescue Meg, I mean, you should check out now that you've seen 13 lives. I think it's on like Disney or something, but it's by, it's the same documentarians that did free solo. Oh, wow. Um, so it's, I mean, it should have, in my mind, it should have won best documentary at the Oscars this year and somehow didn't even get nominated. Um, because of course, right. um, but I also really like 13 lives and it's, it, We'll talk about it for a second, but my number 10, part of the reason I want to talk about it is for the same, I think, falls under the 13 Lives thing, that it's like a streamer, like, botched thing. It should be more. Because I think 13 Lives, it definitely could have been, like, a, like, like top 15 player, I feel like, in most Oscar years. 100%. That it's a 10-movie thing if Amazon had put it in theaters. Yeah. Instead of just being like, hey, it's August, we're just throwing it on the streamer. See you in, later. In, in just the most small of, yeah. of yeah. defense, of sort semi-defense of Amazon, it was it got lost in the MGM acquisition. Okay. Because, what are you in Jeff Bezos' well, pocket? Well, no, because what, it's, what, a, it's, what, a, it's the same way I feel. Like I don't know how many people saw it, and I think I'm on an island alone on this, but I love... 3,000 years of longing and oh that, yeah you might be you're on, on, you're on, you're you're on, on an island, island. I, did, on the, I didn't see I, it but you're I on, you are on an island I love that movie and I was like this got no release no nothing I don't, yeah. I don't even know what happened and actually it did it got a pretty wide release and then it made like $4 so um, yeah. the 13 lives thing I think a lot of that was the and then they gave it, it came out in August. I was like, yeah, it is a yeah. quintessential October release. Yeah, it really is. And you just like Argo the hell out of it all yeah. season. Yeah. And it's really weird it's so too, weird. because you forget, like I didn't even realize because famous people, you know, name actors show up all of a sudden it's like fucking Colin Farrell and Viggo Mortensen. And these people are showing up and I was like, Jesus, I didn't even know they were in this movie. Like I didn't even know that yeah, they were in this movie. One of four Colin Farrell joints this year. It was, yeah. it was a great year yeah. for Colin Farrell. Great year for Colin Farrell. Great year. Love Ron Anyway, Howard. 13 Lives. Ron Howard. And um, he hasn't so, made a good movie in a while. So I was psyched to see him. I didn't love Rush. So I was real psyched to see him. I didn't him. love Rush either. Oh, His best since I, I thought Cinder, I thought Cinder. In the Heart of the Sea was actually better than people ooh, made it out to be. Ooh, mm. I, so I'm not saying it was great. I'm just yeah. saying I thought it was better than You know what's funny? I, I, like Hillbilly Elegy is obviously horror, like a terrible movie. But I, I, yeah. I would rather watch Hillbilly Elegy than In the Heart of the Sea. Because In the Heart of the Sea always just feels like, oh, you're really trying to do Master and Commander. It's not working. 
and yeah. right, but all and also and also like you campaigned for JD Vance in Ohio, so like <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. that. Um, yeah. But but I <laughs> always love Ron Howard because of the paper. If anyone's ever seen the paper, it's mm. a good '90s uh, journalism joint. I'll know. I'll I, yeah. I don't know what I was going to say to that. I was going to say something like I went to I went to college with Paige Howard. She, and true. she was very nice. And for, because of that, is I that, is that his daughter? Yeah. That's the his, one yeah, that's his, not uh, Bryce. Second daughter, but not the one. Yeah, not Bryce. Oh, I met her then. Uh, she's in she's in Adventureland. And she I mean, she was in a couple things. Yeah, I don't think she really acts but, anymore. I think. Oh, yeah, I don't know yeah, yeah, because I, I did the trip. He got a lifetime tribute at um, uh, Savannah. And he brought his whole family, and then I was in. Oh, the room. Sh- and I was and I was in the green room with all of them because I moderated that conversation, and I met his entire family. I've met, there's so many of them, uh, and then I was trying to like keep up with like who was who. Right, but they're I, all I, very you nice. Didn't, you didn't do you didn't you didn't tell her you knew Megan. Yeah, you me? Do you know Megan Murphy? The Megan Murphy, <laughs> two ends, Megan. With come back, uh, hello, uh, your co-star, yeah. and come back to the five and dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. Yep. <laughs> Circa 2006. What's happening? Okay, fine. That's fine. Um, so I told Megan my, like my, like 15, like my, like nine through 15, basically anything could be nine or 10, but I knew a couple of the movies in here, Megan would probably have on her list. So I pushed him back cause I knew we talked about him anyway. So my number 10 is partially cause it's one of the last movies I've seen. And in particularly certain scenes in it are so delightful. And I also, this is another movie. I don't think it was going to be a best picture nominee, but for the Golden Globes and for the Critics' Choice Young Performer Awards, I, I'm hoping you can shed some light on this for me, Clayton, is what was the deal with Matilda the Musical, which is delightful. And like that little that girl who plays Matilda, it definitely should be there over. I mean, I liked I like Till, but should be there over a relatively small role in the person who plays that at Till or you know, the James Gray stand in for Armageddon time. Like it's a way better performance. Yeah. Great voice and too. She's and Matilda musical is just a non thing. Was it not screened or was it, or do you know? So I think, uh, this is me speculating, but I do believe that there was a messaging problem on if Matilda, the musical mm-hmm. was TV route versus movie route. Okay. Because because I know it was released in the UK and it was it was it's it was on my BAFTA portal and when it popped up on my BAFTA portals when I was like oh is this for film because I didn't think I was considering this at all right and I literally just saw it the other day but I already had done my top ten and would have made my yeah. top ten but I, I think that's it was a little bit of a of a messaging issue same thing with like that school and evil one that they have that no one really knows oh yeah and right then, yeah. And, yeah and then there was a Scrooge animated movie that was for BAFTA but not for Oscar. So I think there, there's some interesting but this is a whole blurred line between film and television. What's happening right now? So see right. real time. Because the other thing the other thing with this movie for me is we talked about Colin Farrell and there's other people like, you know, Mia Goth and people that had these like multiple roles like showing their range. And I'm not sure that any of them the range go go bigger range wise than Lashana Lynch as Miss Honey. Lashana Lynch, Lashana Lynch in the Woman King. Yes, and Lashana Lynch in um uh wait she was in one more thing. What else was she in that I loved so much? Other than Fuck. the Woman King and Matilda. Yeah, no, there was one more thing. There was one more thing. I'm gonna look it up. Sorry, continue. You guys, I was talk I was talking to someone the other day, 
uh, and they and I didn't get mad. I oh, James Bond. Sorry, it was the James. It was the James well, Bond. That's not this Sorry. year. Which is also so. no, it's not this year. But also, like, oh. what another like? Uh, that's the third thing that I've seen her in, and those three things could not be more different. Like, what a wild thing. Yeah, uh, someone someone yeah. yelled at, uh, yelled to me today. Well, not today. It was like the other day, and we were talking about like the great year that people had in multiple movies, and we talked about Lashana Lynch, and like, oh my god, and I also loved her in White Noise and After Yang. I was like, that's Jodie Turner Smith. Not the same person, <laughs> but that's someone but, completely different. But, but similar looking, kind of like I like it was the whole like I like you know Dylan McDermott. Dermot only Maloney. one of them's married to fucking yeah. Joshua, Joshua Jackson. Jackson though. Though. Only one of them's married to Pacey, yeah. and that yeah, that, that bitch. Won, that's that why I can't wins. watch anything. Yeah, that person wins. I can't watch anything with her because I'll want to kill her. She's, she's <clears> um, I liked Matilda. I saw that last night. That was my what I. That was my New Year's Eve. Viewing. It's a good movie. Little treat to yourself. Treat. I'll like it more when I know the music. Like when I watch it again, I'll like it more because yeah. I'll know the songs. Um, mm-hmm. But those kids were really killing it. All those kids were great. I assume they're all from the actual show. Like were they in the in the musical? On didn't the show? I don't, I don't know like how. Long, I mean, ago? it hasn't been on Broadway in a while, in a long yeah. time. But I don't know how long it ran on the West End. Okay. Yeah. I know they also shot it a couple years ago because that Red Beret girl has become like a TikTok celebrity right. because of, um, and I know she's like two or three years older now than she was when they shot she's, it. She's so. the avatar way of water of Matilda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those kids are all so much older now. It's yeah. Wild to me. That, that's why he shot like the third, the third one's like done and half of the fourth one. Cause you had to shoot them when they were kids. Cause right. it time jumps. Yeah. That's for Matilda two and three. I'm talking about, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we know, we know. I mean, this is like I forgot about it until they did the like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory opening thing for Netflix. I was like, oh, I forgot Netflix owns the doll universe now. They bought like the rights to a bunch of Raw Doll stuff. Ooh, so, can't like, wait for the twins. Not that we're going to see the... like Matilda. Sh- we're not going to see Matilda show up in the BFG, the BFG remake, remake or something and be like. You know, oh, I, the doll initiative or to, whatever. Need, but I had forgotten. I need to dig into that to see like what are, what what role doll books haven't been done yet because now yeah. I'm, now I'd be excited to see. It's like uh, Denzel, yeah. like Denzel and Todd, like Todd Black and Denzel are starting production on the next uh, August Wilson play. The, oh, which one are they doing uh, next? The, the piano because I know the, they're the piano piano lesson. Say piano teacher piano lesson. Yes. I had I had wondered if they were doing it because I remembered years ago that they had announced they were going to do it for HBO right around the same time Fences was was happening. And then John David is doing it on Broadway right now with Samuel L. Jackson and um, uh, Ray Fisher. Is that Maddie and, behind you? He walked. Oh, he t- just t- walked. Tell behind. Maddie I said hi. I just I just wanted to know that I said Maddie, hello. Clayton says hi. <laughs> Hi, Clayton. There, from there, down the there you go. thing. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yes. Uh, and you know what's funny? I asked. I was like, "Are you guys like? Do you have like an order, like a rhyme or reason?" They're like, "No, nah, I think we're just jumping around." Because I was, thought, I was yeah. always weird that they did Ma Rainey second. Yeah. Some of them I don't know. Like I don't know how you do like Joe Turner's Come and Gone. It's such a theatrical thing. I don't know how that's a film and then there's others like some of his later ones like radio golf and stuff just aren't as strong as some of the early ones um but i think you just have to you, i'm glad you, they're, I'm glad they're doing them. them a lot like ma rainey like and i didn't love ma rainey i liked it but i think they did the appropriate thing yeah they took like 45 minutes out of that something. movie yeah. and out of yeah. the play and i was like yeah. Yeah, that's probably the right call yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally 
Um, Clayton, what's your number nine? Ah, uh, my number nine is I can't wait for people to yell at me because I'm and I'm pretty sure we're gonna come back to it uh, with one of these. One I think we're gonna overlap. Everything, everywhere, all at once. We are gonna overlap. That is Great. higher for me. Great. So we can Great. come back to it. So Megan, what's your number nine? So my number nine uh, is Nope. Uh, this is a, a weird year, but I really liked Nope. I had a, like a really good time and, um, I enjoyed it and I don't like horror movies, but it was like, it creeped me out in a good way. And I didn't like us, but I, but I, I didn't like us. I liked get out. I loved get out. I didn't like us. And Nope is in between the two for me. Um, but Kiki Palmer is a fucking star. Give that woman. Sure. Anything she wants. I like how you guys plan your pregnancies at the same time. We did. I have this dream because she lives in LA. I have this dream that we, I go into labor and I'm, I'm giving birth at Cedars and it's, and it's me and fucking Kiki and me and Kiki are like become good friends. And then our kids become good friends. And that's, that's my dream. That's That's my dream. Love her. And the other thing, the other thing is both of them um, revealed their baby bumps on a Saturday night. (laughs) <laughs> now Megan's was just she was just like at home in front of a mirror um, Here it is. monologuing to herself. Here it is, world. <laughs> yeah, she 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 really bested me there. She really yeah. bested me there. Yeah. But you know what? If we become besties, I'll forgive her for that. I just think we'd get along. Don't you think we'd get along? Um, um guys! <laughs> guys, come on. Uh, come on. I feel like you both maybe need to be like that center of attention mm. so maybe there'd be a little clash only one there. can win and i have a terrible feeling that between the two of us it might be kinky mm-hmm. <laughs> oh she's much more magnetic than you so <laughs> even though meg hosting well, saturday sure to- night meg hosting saturday night live would be oh it'd be epic it'd be, be so incredible. great be incredible. it'd be so great yeah. people mm-hmm. would um, Dozens of people would turn would t- tune in. <laughs> um, I will say uh, about Nope, and I love Us. I, I think that's actually Jordan Peele's best movie. Um, and I and I, and I really like Get Out. Um, nope, I really liked it. It 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 is my super eight of this year in the sense of I was mm. digging eighty five percent of it until they revealed the monster, and then I really really got disengaged. Because I just sure. think I just think the monster looks like ridiculous, but sure. like that's fair. And, and also, on, on like I don't like I, I was okay with the monster. Uh, I'm trying not to be spoilery, like flying around, yeah. and then when it decides to open itself up, I don't understand that at all. Yeah. So sure. other than that, I think everything about it. I, I think Hoyt Van Hoytema also can shoot the hell out of a movie. Yeah, yeah. it looked. Great. I per, I particularly didn't love. Um, like when they actually, sorry guys, we're spoiling. Nope. If you didn't see Nope, like this isn't skip, like a skip little ahead, indie skip that ahead a couple minutes. Like, yeah. Um, I didn't like it when they actually like showed the people like being digested by the monster. I just thought it looked chintzy, like in comparison to like everything else looks so impeccable in that movie. No matter how you feel about it, I feel like you have to say like the cinematography, the way that like everything is set Especially up. Especially the stuff and with the monkey like, and the like, all, like all of that. Oh stuff, yeah. That so. stuff is like so yeah. gorgeous. And yeah. then that shot, I was like, this looks like they like threw this in. And I think that's Jordan why it was, was like, okay. For- we don't have any way to do this. I think that's uh, why it was okay for me because I'm so squeamish that it wasn't, it looked uh, so silly that I was like, Oh, I can watch. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't. I was like, scare, you, I was like you guys me. are moving through curtains. Look at you. 
Yeah. Like, soup yeah, cooking. exactly. Yeah. Remember the regret. It was scary in the way yeah. that, because I was telling somebody, I was like, oh, nope, it's really good. And they were like, oh, I can't watch horror movies. And I was like, bitch, I can't. Like, it's a horror movie in the way that, like, Godzilla is a horror movie. Like, I, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. So anyway, if you're squeamish about Nope, if you're worried that it's going to be too scary, get a fucking life. It's not too scary. Yeah, it is a smidge too long also, though. Every movie on my list is too long, Clayton. That's true. Including Everything, Everywhere, um, All at Once, which I have higher. Every movie is too long. Continue, Craig. Number nine is uh, the first of a theme. Five of my top ten are international films. Um, what are you, anti-American? Seriously, this uh, similar to uh, happening, which we mentioned earlier, um, or I, that might have been off pod. That was off pod, I think. Um, was Spain's nominee for international feature was not nominated, but did not have a U.S. release, um, and that's the Good Boss, which I feel like people sort of ignored because of all the parallel mothers drama. Um, but Javier Bardem is great in this movie. It's like a satire about a businessman who's trying to win this award from the community. And it's, it's a dark comedy and I really liked it. And Javier Bardem can usually do no wrong and he didn't do wrong in this. Yeah. I don't think I may be one of 12 people that's seen it, but the good boss. Wow. Um, I will, I'll, I, I am shocked, uh, because I (laughs) thought that movie was horrendous. I like really. Wow. I like fight, 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 fight. Well, no, no, not horrendous. I, that, that was a strong word. I, just, I just thought it was like boring. I just wasn't like down with it. And well, you know what? I, I'm 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 not going to tell you what I thought was boring. That it's a movie I know I you know, love yeah. because it may be it may be on your yeah. list. I just want to say I just want to state for the record though. The last time I was on this podcast, you screamed at me saying like, "How do you yeah, think that well, Andrew Garfield is going to get nominated for Tick Tick Boom?" and he like cake. Well, that was before the movie came bum, out. Bum, bum. Uh, listen, uh, listen. I will admit that like Craig's, early on Craig's this, nostrils this season, are flaring like, and they're very obvious because like, that's he... all we can see of his face. It's just his nostrils. <laughs> I, 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 early on in the season, I tweeted you about like your Elvis prediction. Obviously, like it's one of like three or four movies that could potentially win Best Picture, let alone get nominated. However. I will also say sometimes I think you say stuff just so you can be the first person to say it. Like when you were like, "Emancipation is going to be one of the movies I, nominated for I Best Picture it would. for three I weeks." I thought it would, and I love Emancipation, and it nearly <laughs> made my top ten. I think it's fantastic. But uh, but the Good oh, Boss, I, I like. I maybe I'll just give it another watch because I think I think I did watch it with, like in, in the wrong like context of just being like, "Why is Parallel Mothers not?" selection why is it i see i like i definitely like it better than parallel mothers which i felt was like two movies one movie that i interested in and one that i was not interested in that is true about parallel mothers i don't think parallel mothers is i don't think it's like a masterpiece no it's not top tier which is so funny how many people tell me that they think that's a moldavar's best movie and i'm like have you seen a moldavar movie (laughs) have you seen any of his other (laughs) ones or is that it's it's just that and like the which the antonio banderas Uh, skin skin i live in which (laughs) i think it's that's that movie's actually horrendous um but i can't watch that it looks gross oh it's just not good also but yeah uh but i i I appreciate uh left field choices and that is a left field choice yeah I will tell you that when I get to my number eight, which may be on your list, you'll you'll be much happier with me. Great. But what is what is your number eight? Uh, my number eight is uh, the only doc that made my list this year, and I'm usually good for a, like, at least two or three. And I have one doc this year, and it was Retrograde. Uh, Matthew mm-hmm. Heinemann's. Uh, it's on National Geographic. 
Um, he did City of Ghosts, uh, if anyone saw about Syria. And this is about uh, the U.S. pulling out of Afghanistan, like the, like the final hours after they announced that we're getting out of there. And I wept in a way that uh, I probably just needed to weep because we were all in very dark times. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and I think for us especially, and I hate to really like put us in this box, but I think we are, and the three of us especially, because we're all the same age, I'm pretty sure. We mm-hmm. we are like the 9-11 kids. Like mm-hmm. I, right. I really feel like we're the 9-11 kids because we were seniors in high school when it happened. And a yeah. bunch of our classmates and everyone enlisted in in the military and then went to war. And then 20 years later, we looked back and we said, what was all that for? Mm-hmm. And yeah. the movie really like gave me a whole life reflection of or gave me a look back at 20 years and just assessment and just looking and being like, humanity sucks, man. And I, yeah. I, think, I think Matthew Heinemann's a, a fantastic director and I want him to make more stuff that's, that's a, something i that's something i've not seen yeah, I me too, but that's a good pick because i haven't really found any great docs like movie docs this year so yeah uh my number eight is out of left field but i don't care i had a really good time at the movies watching bodies 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 and i'm putting it number eight because rachel senat is a fucking another Another fucking star for she's, me. She's precious cargo. We must protect she's, her at all yeah. costs. Protect her at all costs. The writing in this movie was so funny. I just like, I just, and again, I don't really like gore and stuff. And I just was, I was delighted. I thought it was really funny. And um, I thought it was really fun. I feel like it's this, uh, the it's this generation that's in, so what Mean Girls was for us in college, this would be this college's generation's yeah. Mean Girls. Mean like Girls, they're, yes. They're, 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 it's going to have a life, a shelf life. It will be their, their um, uh, what's it called, Boondock Saints, and they'll yeah. always be like, have you ever seen Bodies, 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 bro? <laughs> so cool, man. I saw, there's a, um, somebody started some Twitter thread that was like, uh, what's like the best line of dialogue or whatever from this year. And somebody's uh, responded the part where she's like, um, your parents are upper middle class. They teach at a university. And the other girl's like, it's public. <laughs> just really, really makes me laugh. It really makes me laugh. Yeah. It's just a very, it's just like, I had a fun time. Number eight. I just want to say that, um, well, maybe the movie didn't live up to what I kind of wanted it to based on the trailer. Obviously, like, I'm a huge Rachel Sennett fan. I go to Matt's for her. But also, Mahala uh, Harold and Amanda Stenberg need to be saved at any cost yeah, as well. completely. So put all of them, like, in, you know, completely. that same precious cargo. And for Lee Pace to be in it, too, who is also fucking, right. like, fucking funny do as you, hell. Meg or Clayton, do you guys watch Industry? No. No. I, that show I, 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 I hear good. a lot of great stuff about it. I, I to, hear a lot of yeah. into it. Meg, you would, I don't I know, know enough about Clayton's TV habits. You would love that I show. Know, I think I would. It's about a bunch of horny 20 somethings in the banking industry. That's me. I'm a horny 20 something. I know. All they do is snort Coke and fuck and make trades. That sounds honestly, I'm putting it, I'm putting it, I'm putting it on the list. I'm putting it on the list. Uh, I, I feel like coming up, I'm going to have a lot of time on my hands. Yep. 
So um, yeah. that's what I'll do. Um, it also is a great example. Just one last thing about bodies, bodies, bodies. It's a perfect example of what Meg always says on these pods. Amanda Stenberg, go be a model. Like go. Yeah. yeah like, if you, if like, you're if you're looking for a way to make money, it's things are going to be tough for have, you. Look I don't mirror, buy it. Start at OnlyFans, whatever it is. Like you yeah. are amazing looking. Yeah. Always. Go sit on a cake. <laughs> yes. People will pay you. <laughs> God, if I could make my living sitting, sitting on, a cake. on a cake, or better, eating a cake messily with my hands, mm, 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 mm. I do it. I do it. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, okay. So my number eight, and like I said, it may be on Clayton's list, um, but I know he likes this movie, and I know you won't watch it. My number eight is Bones and All. I literally cannot watch. I and I'm not kidding you. I I couldn't watch the trailer, the the part where she bites the the girl's hand, and you I was mean, like, you mean the beginning of the do movie. It. Yes, the, the beginning. beginning. Yeah. couldn't. Yeah. couldn't do it. Can't do it. Clayton, did it make? Did it, it make is, your list? So, so I just hold that until okay, I get so to we'll it. So we'll talk about Yay. it. Yeah. Uh, Great. Um, so now, yeah, you're number seven. I so this was the other one I thought might pop pop up on our list that I think could have some overlap. And I love it. It's women talking. The talking of women. Wow. That's so, my, that is not on my list, but that is my, uh, that's my honorable but, mention. But Meg, you, you it's are a, 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 a woman. woman. You're a woman. And I love, yeah. and I'm loving, I'm loving talking. Yeah. Clayton, it's also, it's, it's also my number seven. So we can talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, great. Um, Sarah Polly's finest hour as a director. Uh, I mean, that's, that's not, what is that? So, so I, I, I think that's an easy thing to say initially when you think back away from her, maybe like doesn't do it all in retrospect, right? but take this waltz in rewatches gets better and better. I, I, I like take, take this, this waltz, waltz. As number, that was number 10 on my list that year. Yeah. And I, and I felt like people like, were like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, first of all, Michelle Williams. I don't know what else I need to yep. say. Uh, I got, I have some thoughts about Michelle Williams this year and they're not great. So anyway, <laughs> so, and, and, and probably that take this waltz, by the way, is I think, uh, Michelle Williams, maybe second best performance. Like she is like incredible yeah. in that movie. But anyway, back to women talking. It is, um, I mean, it's the ensemble of the year. Um, I, as soon as I saw it, I, I was at the, at the premiere of it at Telluride and I came out and I said, God bless MGM UAR that has to figure out which actor to push for this movie. Cause yeah. no one had a consensus pick of who was great, but I personally found myself enamored with Judith Ivy. I think oh yeah. I, I love it for her and I wish she was a thing this year. I think Claire Foy is great. It's funny. The things that people love Claire Foy in, I typically don't. And then what she gets ignored for is what I love a lot. And I loved her in this and First Man. And I think she's really she's really great in a supporting role. And maybe she's yeah. just not a leading lady to me yet. But I think she's yeah. fantastic. But Rooney Mara, who knew she had dimples? I didn't. Yeah. Seeing her <laughs> smile her is smile. honestly a little unnerving. But yeah. I was like, look at you. Like, it was like this looks like you look so approachable right now yeah. it looks so nice and sweet like and i love paddington it's really great to see paddington whenever paddington works yeah so can i can i just say something about ben wishaw and i and i think he's actually great in it but my my friend said this to me and it's too accurate that i can't like not share it i haven't tweeted because i think it's like people i got canceled for it so i'll get canceled off this um yeah. someone said that ben wishaw is playing simple jack <laughs> <laughs> 
from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Um, I think he's great in it, but I was they're like, not I can't, wrong. I can't, I can't, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. He is a sad. Um, he is a sad man. He is. A, he is a sad man. He is. My head. Can I just? <laughs> can Can I not only second your Judith Ivy opinion, but can I say if it was up to me and I had to push a second actress, it would be Sheila McCarthy. Yeah. Ah, oh, she's great too. They're all great. They're, I mean, I I bets, love Jesse bets. Buckley and everything she does. I think Claire Foy and Reema are all terrific in this movie. But both of them, like, are the heart. Yeah, of the movie. Of the film. And it actually made me wonder, and maybe, again, maybe you know this, or maybe she's just friends with Sarah Polly. I wondered if Frances McDormand was attached to one of those roles and then had scheduling conflicts and just came in to do that no, smaller. I, no, I, I think that she want, the role that she got is the role she because she, she optioned the book a long time ago, so I think she could took whatever oh, okay. role she wanted. Yeah. I do find it interesting, though, um, just to let people know this, uh, she does not want Oscar nominations anymore as an actress. So, like, if you look at some of the FYC stuff, like, her name is, like, not yeah. there as a as a supporting actress. She's, like, right. she, does, she doesn't believe in that game. I mean, she's like, it's like, she's it's like, like it's why Meg three. won't win an Emmy I'm yet, because she's just like, guys, I can't compete. Like yeah, it's, yeah, this yeah. is art, not competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think it's great. I think Frances McDormand's also great, and she like doesn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. Like she yeah. just has, right. she knows how to look at something yeah. like so intensely. She um, has such I, a hard look too. Can, it's I, such can a, I ask you? Yeah. I want to ask you two something in particular about it. The two points I feel like get a lot of division. I think Hildor's score is riveting. Like I think that music is it, it, it soars throughout the movie. Did you find the cinematography distracting or did you not like it? Nope. No, I remember going in, people talking about that, and I had no issue with it at all. Like, not, I at all. Like, not at all. Yeah. I thought the score was great, and I also just think they used music to such a great effect. Between Daydream Believer and singing Near, to, Near My God to Thee, I was like, this is really... This is... It's very emotionally... It's just very emotionally effective. Like, I, I think it's... No, I, I wasn't distracted by any of it. It's um, very real. Uh, by the way, the Sixth Sense plot twist of, of the year for me was that this movie takes place in modern times. Like, <laughs> such a... Like, he was dead the whole time. I was like, wait, what? We're in yeah. 2010? 2010? The There's Village? Well, I, when that you car know what, comes though, up the I road, like, I was I, like, what? I know. Yeah. What is this, The Village? Can you imagine? And they're like, and when they look at the map, and she's like, that's where we are. I was like, damn. Get out of there. Leave. Leave is the right call. Yeah. But I, but I, I do really like that even though it has a feel of like a very specific place in time, it also could be any place yeah. in time. Cause I think that's really important to the story of, to the story of women. I mean, it feels very Pennsylvania in the me. world. Is very I mean, I do, I will say it seems weird that as uh, the woman on this podcast, it's not in my, Top ten. Yeah, well, you are self-hating, so. Well, but number seven, my number seven is also about women, and that's happening, which I don't know for if Just, that's allowed. That does. It's that, up on my that, list. Okay, it's up on that, your list. Okay. That does count for this year, also, though. Great. Okay. Yeah. Well, my number seven. My number seven is happening. So great. We'll talk about it when we we'll uh, get to Craig. Clayton six. Uh, my number six is Bones and All. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I should I should tap out for it's gonna this conversation is gonna make me well here's the thing I I think it's important to note for people that haven't seen this movie I understand you're in a precarious health state right now which makes you more nauseous 
I there are gross elements of this film, but it is few and far between. It's not like the entire movie is them eating people. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like we're it's not like cannibal holocaust or something. Yeah. It's not like two <laughs> hours of like blood and gore. There are a couple gory scenes, but for the most part, it's that's not what it is. If you were going to eat, more... if you were going to eat a famous person, what famous person would it be? Because I thought about this. And... Oh, interesting. It wouldn't be Timmy Chalamet because that would last you like I don't know. I'd be hungry again half an yeah, hour. Yeah, it'd be like a real quick snack. Yeah, you'd have to be yeah. somebody like kind of meaty, but that like eats a lot of sweets, maybe so that they. Anyway, I've thought about yeah. this. Okay, sorry. Okay. Talk about this fucking disgusting movie. Go ahead. All right, sorry. I had a, I was moving my positioning because I wanted to really stand and get into uh, a good spot to talk about yeah. this wonderful film. Um, so my sixth spot every year has been, I feel, reserved for a movie that I've seen that I wasn't like all like crazy about at first, but that grows in estimation as the year goes on. And that's been for me over the past few years, Hostiles by Scott Cooper and uh-huh. Mary Queen of Scots, which I grew to like love so much. Which I that's a movie that I like a lot, too. And Meg does not. I don't at all. <sighs> Because she hates women. Um, so the... That's yeah, that's true. Um, no, but Bones and All, like, I, I didn't... I don't revere Call Me By Your Name like most people. Um, I think Taylor Russell is a gift to us that we are not utilizing enough. Um, and, Fantastic actress, and it's so nice to see her in a good movie after Waves. Yeah, and, and the movie's such a callback. It feels like, I, I, I was, when I was talking to her about it, I said, it feels like The Lost Boys. Like, it's so campy, but, like, sincere, which is strange yeah. in a movie about cannibals. And dare I say, Mark Rylance's best performance he's ever given in his entire career. So if, I, here's my one thing with Mark Rylance, is he's doing, if, if we have simple Jack in women talking, we have a little bit of Forrest Gump um, in Bones and All. Mm. Rylance is such a weirdo. He's always so weird. I've seen him on stage multiple times, obviously in a bunch of films. He's just a strange, I mean, a fantastic actor, but just a strange performer. He just makes big, weird choices. And most of the time they work and sometimes they don't, but, uh, um, no publicist for also. me, like he just goes through life, just like making his own publicity. He just takes oh, yeah. his own stuff. And it and is Meg, really Meg, interesting. I think, you, I think you can give it a, sh- and I, I have been reluctant to recommend that movie to anyone because I don't want to be responsible for someone <laughs> thinking that like I am pro cannibal for, in this world for me barfing. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but what Craig says a thousand percent correct. It is not, like a smorgasbord of body yeah. parts. It like, you know, I mean the, the use of sound in this movie is so proficient. <laughs> like, yeah, I think, that, yeah. I think that's, that's what does a lot do of the it. work for you versus yeah. like actual visual, uh, cues. Yeah. yeah. I love Luca um, Guad- Guadagnino. I, I love, I did revere. I, I call me by your name was my, if not my favorite, like my second favorite of that year. Um, so I am like I can't say I'm not interested, but I and I love Timmy, but I'm. It looks it if looks nothing, tough. If nothing else, and I actually Clayton and I had a a brief Twitter conversation about this when this movie gets chopped up and put on YouTube. You need to watch sure. Michael Stuhlbarg. Has I was going to say. In it, I was going to say my boyfriend Michael Stuhlbarg is in it. Right? Also, yeah. he's a king. He's a king of one scene wonders. Like this, yeah, one, he it's fucking, what he's built for. 
Yeah. That it's just like rules. you see it and I you're like, Luca, just keep writing this guy one monologue in every one of your movies so he can do a super cut of it someday. Oh, and by Isn't the way, so da- funny? Da- oh, I'm saying David Gordon Green, feel free to do this in not Halloween kills or ends ever. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I just love that um, they're talking about bones and all, Maddie. Oh, no, I got to watch it. You have to watch it. That's good. Sorry, that's my husband's, uh, uh, that's his, his uh, contribution. What did you say? Oh, he says he has to watch it when I'm not around. Sorry. You yeah. can watch uh, it. He, yeah. I'll, I'll dip in. I'll dip in. I think it's so crazy how, uh, I don't know, I was just thinking about how, on, like, Boardwalk Empire had so many great actors that just now do, like, that are just now all, like, character actors. Yeah, throw some salt yeah. on that steak. Yeah. Or or raw meat, if you will. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Maybe. Meg, what's your six? My what's six. Your six? <laughs> what's your six? <laughs> I turned around. <clears throat> My six is another fun one, guys. It's another just fucking. This movie slaps. This movie slaps. It's the Woman King. Another person who rules. Viola Davis and. The fucking chick we were talking about earlier from Matilda. Lashana Lynch. Lashana Lynch. I love her. Miss Honey. Miss Honey. And also, by the way, the young girl in that who plays the daughter. Tuso and Bedu. Tuso and Bedu. The 30-year-old woman. 30-year-old woman. 30. Yes, right? Is she really 30? She is 30. 31, actually. So, yes. Get ready to feel terrible about your... So, what do you go. think she's using on her face? I mean, yeah, but listen, like, uh, did you see Underground Can we Railroad? get her to do, like, a Vogue, like, uh, my nighttime skin, like, get ready with me or something? Because I'm if, curious. If you watch any of my uh, TikToks ever, which I'm sure it's, it's your daily routine, uh, there is a video. Well, I am, a, I am 25 years old, so yes. I'm very yeah. into TikTok. So there is a <laughs> yeah. video I caught of her at the celebration of Black Cinema where Gina Prince-Bythewood got an award. She presented it to her. And the way... She got into a pose like she was goofing off for two seconds and then gave face. I was like, what? Like, that is a gift that like that smize. That's what she's, Tyra was telling us. Tyra for years. was telling us to do for years. She's a real she's a real she really to I think to go toe to toe in scene after scene with Viola Davis yeah. and hold your own is like pretty sick. Like but, I, I, yeah. I, I was also, like pretty impressed. The, the greatest category fraud of the year, though, that she got campaign supporting for that movie. Oh yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. By far. Also, if you guys, so the Woman King slaps. Watch the Woman King; it's so entertaining. But also, um, <clears throat> watch Viola Davis on Hot Ones if you haven't, because it's like it's like the best Hot Ones I've ever seen. Too, I could just watch that woman. I don't know. Watch her. Watch paint dry. She That's, became an action star at 55. And yeah, she it. is. It. She, it kills it. Just fucking crushes it. I just like love her. And she just, I mean, the movie is, is an action movie, but she just really elevates it. And in a way yeah. that is, you know, Tom Cruise wishes. Yeah. And, Tom and, Cruise and, fucking and, wishes. And not, and not cause I'm quoted on the DVD or anything, but it is the gladiator of our time. Like it uh, is, it, 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 it is. It bah, felt, bah, bah, bah. it was so, it was like that quintessential, if it was 2000, 2001, this would be everyone's yeah. favorite movie of all. It's a revenge. It's yeah. a revenge movie. 100%. It's like a, yeah, it's just great. Woman King. Um, I also have an action movie at my uh, number six, which could possibly be on both your lists. Um, RRR. 
I do have RRR. We can talk about that later. It just we'll talk about it. it just got bumped for me. So well, yeah. Okay. Sorry, it got bumped. Clayton, what's in your five? Ooh, top five now. So if we're pre two thousand nine, this is a uh, best picture. Um, this is your yeah your five best picture yep. Um This has been long waiting to get in my top ten because I saw it two years ago, and that is Marcel the Shell with shoes on. That's higher for me. Great. So we, we have to stop. I didn't know we were going to have that overlap. So, Meg, we are back to our great selves. We're back to ourselves. Okay, number five for me is Broker. Same you have Broker? Uh, that's higher, higher for me. Okay. Really? One of, one, of the, one of the last ones I got to uh, this year, and I think I need to watch it again because I feel like it would be in my 10 under the yeah. right circumstances. Um, my number five is Holy Spider. Higher for me. So we can come back to that. Guys, here we, we are. Go. Here we number go. Four. We're getting That's some. Crazy. We're getting somewhere. Okay. So, okay. All right. Number four. I, this is where I, I feel like we'll know who our friends are. A tar is born. Tar. Also have tar at four, and Megan doesn't really like. Tar, I don't so really like tar, guys. Which is which is perfectly okay. I knew the minute I saw it, I said, "I love this." Yeah. Others will not. This is the power yeah. of the dog of the year. It's mm-hmm. okay. It's not going to win That's best so picture. That's so funny. Meg. I know. Do you think you don't think it's going to win best picture? It's I got to tell you something. No. I got to rewatch no. this movie because I feel crazy. Because everybody that I know and respect and whatever, like, really loved it. And I guess I, I just want to say, I'll let you guys talk about it, but I just want to say, like, I loved the first three scenes of this movie. Like, I was like, this is going to be my favorite movie of the year. And then it just never got where I, it never went, got there for me. So I think and that, that was my thing. So I think that made, dep- have you guys done tar spoilers? Like, or, should we not? Yes. We're spoiling. We can, we're spoiling okay. tar. Spoil everything. Okay. People listen to this podcast. I, I, they know we're going to so- spoil a miracle on 34th street. <laughs> they should know we're going to spoil tar. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Santa Claus. All right, he really so, is Santa Claus. Yeah. Tar. Yeah. Lydia tar Santa Claus guys. So, yeah. um, I think your your mileage on the movie depends on how you interpret the movie. And my favorite, maybe my favorite interview I've ever conducted was sitting with Todd Field this year on my podcast to talk about. And then I had a spoiler like run with him for like 20 minutes where he told me pretty much nothing. But I've seen it four times. And my theory is, and which I've heard before and I didn't buy into it, everything before Staten Island isn't real. It's all in her head. She is Krista slash Francesca. Like, that's like, these are all like parts of herself. There's even scenes where Nina Haas and her are wearing the same thing. There is multiple scenes where there's a blonde woman in the room with her in her apartment. And both apartments, the big house, which, by the way, best modern house since Parasite. Like, I'll live there forever. And then then the other apartment where she like works or whatever. And then, so yeah, so the theory is that everything, but, and then when it opens up with the credits, it opens up with um, Tagalog music, whatever. That's the convention she's at at the end. I think it's hearing, I think th- that is her life and she wants more from it. It's interesting. It's interesting. I'm t- Meg, I'm telling you, if you watch it again, like, it, it, like, like you'll start looking at things and, 
I, I, I don't know if this is 100% true, but that's been my theory, and I think it is brilliant if it is. And even if it isn't, the fact that we have these theories and he's allowed us to debate yeah. this for all time is why 16 years was such a hard time to wait for a Todd Field movie. For me. We have these theories. For me. We do, ha- we do have these theories, Clayton. We really do. For me, scene of the year, Lydia Tarr at the playground or at the front of the school. The way she stalks across the courtyard is the best acting performance of the year in that just that 30 seconds she's walking across the courtyard. It tells you everything and, you need to know about that character. And then opens up with, I'm Petra's father. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, like, it, it is Kate Blanchett. And this is what's sad about Kate Blanchett right now. I don't think this is her best performance. But when you're Kate Blanchett, we have to compare this to other things, which is better than most. So yeah. it's, it's really hard to, like, do that. But Nina Haas, I cannot, the, the love I have for her. I'm glad she's like having like this moment. And for me, the scene of the year is the way she like plants her like feet in her like scene with her, which by the way also tells you that she's crazy because that feeds into my theory because she says to her, you mean our, you mean our theory. You mean oh, the theory, theory that oh, we collectively have. We, we collectively yeah. have. Yes. Yeah. We all collect- when she sits down yeah. and sits with her and she's like, why, why, why would I tell you what's, what, what could you possibly have done? And she's like, cause those are the rules. You, you come to me for counsel when you came here, you asked me, how do I navigate this place? And I think that's like the whole thing. So, yeah, Nina Haas, great. And Mark Strong, greatest comb over of all time. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Great comb over. All sure. time. Yeah. So when she, so when you're, okay, so in this world, because I didn't know, I, when she punches Mark Strong, is that, did that really happen? That Did, did it, well, that happen? In, in this, see, in for, any see, world? for me, so for me, that's what makes Clayton's theory the most interesting. Because even when I saw it, I was like, I thought at least maybe that scene did didn't not happen. happen. Me too. I saw at that and that I was like, oh, I think that head. didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, because it's right after that scene, by the way, that she is sitting when she arrives back to New York. And they're like, back they're home. like, yeah, what's his name? Whatever his name is. Like, Joe has uh, something for you. And she's says. He's like, we need a complete reset, a new story. And then it cuts and it goes to Staten Island. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, even if I'm wrong, I guess I have this, to re- I even guess if I have I'm to rewatch wrong, this. That's what makes Tar brilliant. Tar. Tar. You know what makes Tar brilliant for me is that meme of Barb and Star and Lydia Tar go to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> Yes, that is, that is fantastic. I, I what, can yeah. I just ask one last thing? What is your theory on why it's in all caps? I mean, for me, it's just like the self-importance that it's like of Lydia. This is this is you know this is who she is the most important person in her world. I felt like because I felt like her, the fact that her name is Tar is almost secondary. It like Tar feels like a state of being. Like I, before I saw the movie, I didn't realize that her name was Lydia Tar, and I just was like, "Oh, it's a state of being." Like Tar means yeah. something. It means yeah. something beyond a name. Yeah, the great the greatest right. trick the devil ever the devil ever pulled was convincing us that he doesn't exist, and Todd Field convincing us that Lydia Tar was a real person. Because when that per- when okay. that guy says e- okay okay Kevin Spacey no. <laughs> when when that guy when that 
when that guy at the beginning says, oh, she's one of like 16 EGOTs, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I... Googling. I actually, I actually have loved this discourse because there's all these people that are like, what would she have won a Tony for? There's no world Lydia Tarr has a Tony. It's like the woman that in the movie were set up that Leonard Bernstein, who composed West Side Story, is the person she like models herself after. Like, I don't know. Maybe she did a new West Side Story esque show. That's what she won her Tony for. Yeah. Like, this is so stupid. If that Jennifer Hudson like, can you got, then fucking Lydia Tarr can you got, guys. And, and, there, and yeah. by the way, I learned that there's only two scenes that were actually cut from the movie because you think, like, what did he cut? Like, he is such a precise screenwriter and director. Yeah. yeah. And two scenes were that we get to meet her parents um, in the movie, which she, she references, and we find out that she came from a deaf family. Her uh, and knows how to speak ASL, which I think would have provided so much more depth to her character. Yeah, yeah. it was a flashback. And no, it, was it wasn't a flashback Jones. at all. Like they, so, the other scene is a dinner party that they're all at. Uh, Nina yeah. Haas and all of them, and then her mother comes in. That's when we find out that she uh, right knows ASL and something. I like don't that. know. It's Coda. I don't know. Yeah. I love Todd Field so much. I his work has been. I mean, his his other movies have been just our fa- like. And on this podcast, we've talked about how much we yeah. love them. I, j- I I feel crazy. I need to rewatch this movie. Yeah, and but Megan and by- Megan famously went to the last blockbuster in Bend, Oregon, and the two things she brought back for me were a keychain and a pre-viewed copy of In the Bedroom. <laughs> Um, by the way, because we love that movie so much, it, it is, it is yeah. a great movie. And by the way, he revealed on my podcast, Meg, and it was only for you and me that he has a project in his head that he wants to write for Kate Winslet and Kate Blanchett. He says it's time that they work together. And then I died, died. On the the two Kates. I am Could a, you I am imagine? A, I, am a, I am a ghost. You're right a ghost. Now. I'm not even real. I was oh like, you write God. this tomorrow, sir. If, if we can, if we can get the two of them. And a post glass onion, Kate Hudson in there. Also, I, I don't know if they need like somebody to just like you know like serve them coffee or like just is walk your, in the background. Is your, name, or... is your name? Is your name Kate? I would change it. She will be Kate Murph. Like I would change it, Kate. I would change it. I would change it. It would it would be spelled a different way. We could all yeah. spell our our It'd names with a, Q, with a Q. Yeah, yeah. Q U A D E or whatever. That I, I would do whatever. I would do whatever. Accent on the A. God. Meg, what a dream. What's your number four? God, this has been a tr- this has been a journey. My number four. We get to talk about now. Clayton Marcel the shell with shoes on. Marcel the shell with shoes on. What a shock! What a surprise! I was like, how are they going to make this into a? How are they going to make this internet? like meme thing into a movie and did I did I cry of course I cried did I think this was a beautiful film of course I did like how dare they make something so lovely how dare they did I stutter did I stutter did I stutter oh great episode of the office it, yep. like th- this is why it's so great because Meg and I displayed and conveyed the feeling that the movie gives mm. and it's just your heart fills with love. It is the mm. most delightful film. Like I can remember, like it's 88 minutes. So already gets two and a half stars on just immediately. Existing. Just yes. I don't care if it was a snuff film, it would get two and a half stars. Mm-hmm. But then when you're, and I, I want to point out, this is, this movie is in my top 20, so it didn't make my top 10, but it's like, I saw over 150 movies this year and it's in the we top 20. We get it. So. Mm. It, 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 but Clay, but Clayton it, it, and I have larger hearts, and yes. we yeah, we true. have room in That's, our hearts for both. 
Yeah. Marcel and Isabel Rossellini's little little character too. It's, I just It's just great. It's just there's nothing yeah. more to say. When they drive around and he realizes how big Los Angeles is and how how, how it's gonna be hard to find his family. Yep. And, and, and it just needs to be said because this movie had a really hard time uh, qualifying, quote unquote, for animated feature. For animation, um, yeah. And it really just points to a larger point that the Academy has to address. And it's just like animation, the medium of it, it like there are different ways to tell stories. Yeah. And if, if, if people were questioning this, like what would Roger Rabbit be today? Yeah, such a valid yeah. point. Such a valid point. You know, yeah. like, such a valid like point. What, like in in reality, like like if we if people are like you know purist quote unquote about it, then Pinocchio is an animation because that's stop motion, that's clay, and I could physically hold uh, yeah. that. Right. You would call me stupid if I said that was an animation, and you'd be right because yeah. animation just looks different. So yeah. Marcel yeah. Shell with shoes on. I want. I told them make a TV series with it. Like yeah. please make a TV show. One hundred percent. I w- like would yeah. watch again. J- like it's just really hard. I think to to and again, it, it just it really goes with all the 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 theme of my list this year of like good people doing trying to do nice things, yep. which is such yeah. a cheesy thing. But like it, good people and and shells. shells. And but shells. I just think yeah. it's it's I think it's really hard to not be saccharine when you're when you're making a movie like that. And it's not saccharine. It's it's very funny and and cutting and like there are really like clever bits, but it also is like about a shell trying to find his fam like it's also like beautiful in that way. Yeah, mockumentaries are are the best. And and just and this last with it, Dean Fleischer Camp, who's also in the movie, uh doing his Hitchcockian stuff. Uh, his next movie is the Lilo and Stitch uh, live action version, so I can't wait for that. Interesting. All right, that'll be interesting. I think that might be really fun for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Clayton, what's your number three? Ooh, number three for me is Holy Spider. So that's where we can get into it. Yeah. Um, the spider is holy, so so mm-hmm. holy. Yeah. Uh, I so it's Denmark's submission, even though a look of it isn't in Danish. Right. Um. It's in Farsi because it's uh, Iranian film. Um, I think there is uh, some other languages in it, I'm sure, but it's mostly in Farsi. Yeah. And uh, Ali Abbasi is a fantastic filmmaker. It's uh, inspired by true events uh, that occurred in Iran. And it is, for me, The Silence of the Lambs meets the fourth season of Dexter with the Trinity Killer. Mm-hmm. I've been describing it to people as uh, Farhadi meets Fincher. Mm, that's real. That's, that's so much more simpler than my way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what Craig said is better, so you can use that. Um, and Zar Amir Ibrahimi, who plays the lead in the movie, and I, yeah. did, I did a sit down interview with her, and her story is remarkable. She she started off as a casting director for the movie, and then they found the woman that was supposed to do it, but this movie was ba- was banned in Iran from even existing. Um, and then that woman got nervous and dropped, and then Czar stepped in and t- took this movie. And she was an actress back in Iran and then got uh, sentenced to lashing in prison wow. uh, because of a sex tape that was leaked of her and an ex-boyfriend Wow. Where, by the way, the 
she, so she fled the country. Her boyfriend, uh, or ex-boyfriend, because this came out after the fact, uh, was like this. It was an actor. He got sentenced to prison, was let out like in seconds or whatever. And then the country like rallied around him. And there are people who want her stoned and dead. So it just really also like speaks to a very particular uh, thing that's happening in Iran right now, even on the back end. And I mean, it's it's very much so the movie not to give too much away about it, because I feel like a lot of people obviously haven't seen this movie. Um, but uh, the serial killer is targeting sex workers in Iran. And it's not really a spo- I mean, it's not really a spoiler to talk about the killer because it's pretty early on. It's um, they kind of say who that person is. Like you are following the killer. He's a spider from eight legged freaks. Yeah, that's right. Um, But he um, he's very it's it's just very obvious who he is pretty early on in it. Um, So. Yeah, anyway, anyway, but he like he's driven by this feeling that like what he is doing is right that like it is fine because he's killing these people that are morally compromised. So lacking, it's, right. it's really interesting listening to Clayton talk about the actress's journey because it's, it's very much. And the, the last scene of this movie is harrowing, harrowing. <laughs> Guys, I gotta, I, I gotta see this movie. It's, yeah. It's, I gotta it's, see it's, this movie. It's so good. And it's, and it's such, and by the way, like, I think we're describing it like it's like this drama, like it is right. a really hardcore thriller. Like yeah, it is like, for sure. It, it is like Very something. It's, yeah. It would be like something that the '90s would have released for us. Yeah. And, right. and but it, like and, in a in a similar way, what Clayton is saying, like you know, you meet the Buffalo Bill early on, but yeah. that doesn't yeah. get any less tense far yeah. in the story. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. Oh, so um, cool. Meg, you're number three. Three. I'm on number three. Uh, my number three is one that I'm interested we haven't gotten to yet, which is The Banshees of Inishirin. Which is also my number three. Oh, what an interesting thing. Um, Colin Farrell, what a year. God, he's, I mean, I think Brendan Gleeson is also incredible, obviously, but he's he's also just like doing his Brendan Gleeson thing. Yeah. I feel like um, when this movie ended, I was, I was comparing Colin Farrell to Jude Law because we've talked about this before of like he had, he had handsome syndrome where he was like too good looking for, for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, I think that the older he gets, the better, like, so that people, so people didn't know what to do. They kept casting him as just like the hot guy. And now he gets to do so many more interesting things. And, um, I just think he's so good in this and everybody's so good and so funny in that effortless Irish way. And, uh, we talk all Maddie and I talked afterwards too about like my favorite part is the do you think God cares about a wee little donkey and when Brendan Gleeson just goes maybe that's where it all went wrong I just think it's this movie is great and I love it it's a movie I really liked when I watched it and it's a movie that really stuck with me and I keep thinking about in the aftermath of seeing it so I think that's like that and Tar, I saw basically like within a couple of days of each other, and I walked out of Tar liking Tar better, but 
Banshees, there were moments in it that stuck with me more. Um, I'm a huge McDonough fan, and I'm actually a way bigger fan of his plays than his movies in general. Mm-hmm. And this is very Truth. much like an early play. I mean, it was basically there was a play version of Banshees of Inisherin that he discarded. Um, so, but it, it feels very much like Beauty Queen of Lenan or Cripple of Anishman or you know one of those plays and stuff. Tenant of Anishmore, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, I I love Banshees as well. It was my number 11, so it just missed my top 10 of the year. Uh, So my add to the conversation is uh, the greatest buddy comedy that we could have had in a long time. Who would have thought that Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell just make magic together consistently because I love In Bruges. Um, I also love Three Billboards. I know it gets a lot of flack, but I actually really, really love love, uh, Three Billboards. Carrie Condon is great. But I think Barry Keegan for me is like the the heart and soul because yeah. also I think they also have the best scene of the movie together. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh. So weird to see him not play like a little fucking weirdo too because yeah. he always plays such a creep. I mean he's yeah. a weirdo in this too, but right. he's such a creep in everything else that I've seen him in, and he just made he kind of broke your heart. He yep. just made you and by sad. the way, it added to uh, the year of donkeys and severed fingers. So many donkeys. Mm-hmm. And, and so many severed fingers. The first two movies I saw at the Philly Film Festival were Banshees of Inisherin and EO. And I was like, is this just about donkeys? This whole film festival is just going to be donkeys. And then donkey film festival. there's a donkey in a Triangle of Sadness. Um, which I did not see at the Philly Film Festival, and I saw while the Philly Film Festival was going on. I was like, a lot of donkeys. But it, it, it but Banshees is, is great. Beautifully shot, good Carter Burwell score. Colin Farrell's best performance I think he's ever given. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. He, he, he could win the Oscar. Could. Yeah. I am excited for uh, that Carrie Condon got this role and is probably, like, looks likely to get an Oscar nomination because I actually saw her off-Broadway in The Lieutenant of Anishmore. Um, and she's fantastic. She was great. She was great in Rome. And I feel like, I don't know for what reason, I feel like she has not been utilized in the way she has. And I hope this just opens up more opportunities for her. Because she's been the voice of Friday in Marvel. Like that's what she's been used for. And by the way, um, I love that in the movie, they do a good job of allowing Meg not to say, go be a model because in person, in real life, gorgeous. Stunning. Yeah. Like, gorgeous and then the movie they really like taper her down that we're not like yeah. eh, you can go be a model you're yeah. like yeah. you're like yeah no you're appropriate for this land so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. i i appreciate i appreciate that a lot a, a lot yeah. as somebody it's and it's hard to make it, it, some it, of it us, is hard yes yeah some of us look like less attractive than we actually are yeah. but yeah um clayton what's your number two my number two is r r r wow three Listen, r's I didn't even say it. Listen, it's just it's just fucking fun. It's fucking like, fun. It's, it's, n- it's not it's not supposed to be good. Like I know this. Yeah, it's not supposed to be good. It's long, but I could have watched that movie for nine hours. It's too long. That's no, it why isn't. it's, it's it got. That's enough. why it got bumped. That's not, why it it's got not bumped. Long enough. It almost made it in just <sighs> from when that guy throws the fucking. Big cat at the he throws a, a a cheetah a leopard, or whatever a leopard. a leopard he throws a leopard at, at another, another man. man yes yeah like that's great. it's not supposed to be good I saw it and then I watched it with my wife thirty four minutes in I can tell you it was exactly thirty four minutes because I looked when she said it to me she pitched me an open marriage 
Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I get it. Like, yeah. it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Sure. Because both of them, like dream yeah. boats. You know, that, yeah. and they're going to, they're going to be in LA next I'm, week. I'm they're actually, gonna... I'm actually interviewing them. They're oh. coming in and we're going to spend some time together. Are you and, oh my and God. I, well, she's, well, they're here. <laughs> I, I yeah. Can, tell them they're hot. Listen, I can't, I I may be lying, but probably not lying that I haven't been practicing the not do not do dance. Just I was gonna say, can you get them to do the dance? I do love the dance. Yeah, I'm gonna see the if I can get them to the teach part. me the dance. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're dream boats, but RR is great. By the way, I'm also not on board for them doing another one. I think this is lightning in a bottle, and they shouldn't do it again. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. It, it, this this happens because it's sincere. Now he's gonna like do it with like oh you're expecting like you know bigger things and then it doesn't it's not fun anymore yeah but it's, yeah but it's so good yeah music um, tree. Meg, oh, I, and the way that 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 chick dies at the end is so great too when they get impaled when that oh which that which, which one uh, elsa from the, indiana jones in the last oh crusade my god she's so bad <laughs> that is elsa though from yeah. indiana jones right yeah. yeah she's it's crazy to me because she comes on straight stage and i'm like what is this woman doing and then i was like oh geez she was listen in- when a movie when a movie inspires an op-ed in in the in the national review from a white person that says you should be ashamed for depicting white people this badly. <laughs> like it is like, you know, you did right. <laughs> you That's did a good job. You did great. a good it's job. Great. Yeah. I, love Meg, I know what your number two and your number one are, but why don't you tell us your number two? Oh, I guess my number two is um, everything everywhere all at once. We get to talk about everything everywhere all at once. What What is there to be said, Clayton, that hasn't already been said? Michelle Yeoh is incredible. I'm glad she's having this moment. Uh, I think it's important to say the two best parts of the movie for me, which which are convinced, which are interesting, not Michelle Yeoh. And I think Michelle Yeoh is fantastic and she deserves mm-hmm. the Oscar. And I think she's going to win the Oscar and we're going to be a better world for it. Stephanie Hsu. Stephanie Hsu. Yeah. Yeah. The bee's knees, man. Yeah, she's so good. I loved it's, her in Marvelous. I, I'm, I'm still her, watching yeah. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. She comes I love later that show. in that show. Right. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. comes later and she's, and it's not a big part, but she's really, again, she nails that Amy Sherman Palladino language, which is a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's so, she's so good. I mean, I love this movie because again, it's a movie about, uh, it's a movie about mothers and daughters. A lot, like a lot, it's a family movie, but the, the mother and daughter of it is like, is what really kind of like, and so I gets think you, you to can, cry. That's what makes yeah, you that's cry. what gets you to cry. And I think there's like, I think wherever you are with your familial relationships, there's something there. Like the, the Michelle Yeoh, the, the timeline where Michelle Yeoh and, um, data, uh, from Kiyu Kwan, Kiyu Kwan, yes, are not together, and th- the, he has the when he says like I would have loved to like do laundry with you. For that the is the best scene of the movie. That's the best scene of the movie. His Oscar scene. That is what won yeah. him the Oscar because he. Yeah. I that, think he's the easiest call to make this year. Yeah, and, and by yeah. the way, like not just familial relationships. I think if you're married and you've had like a rough mm-hmm. patch in your marriage ever, and listen, I know that it is a Clayton. That's gi- a family. That's it, a family. Well, well, I, well, I was looking at more. So like, I think people were thinking like, Oh, mother, daughter, like you have the child's parent. But I think just like spouse also get, get your wife in here. She'd, well, she'd listen, say I, that's you're I, her family. I, I know that it is a blessing to be married to me, but I can only imagine <laughs> that sometimes my wife had struggled with, my 
approach at life sometimes. And a lot sure. of their, like, well, we they, all have, we yeah, all have, right. A lot of their, like, back and forth, like, it's really, is really remarkable. Like, it, like, yeah. he, I'm just so happy for him. Like, I'm yeah. just, I'm just so, so happy for him. And it's going to be the yeah. greatest moment. And they need Harrison Ford to present him the Oscar because they don't, they're missing a big opportunity. Agreed. And again, agreed. And again, just like what a, what a fun movie that has such heart that had like, that is, and again, not saccharine is it's not like the ending is not tied up in a nice bow or anything, but it's just like a really, it just made me, it made me cry. And I also was just like really bowled over by a lot of the action sequences. Can I ask you both about your mileage on the Daniels? Like where did you know the Daniels pre this? Really don't like Swiss army, man. I don't like Swiss Army Ooh, Man. Ooh, it's so much fun. <laughs> okay, you got it. See, I wanted, it's, I, I, it's kind of gross. It's just because it was gross. I think I thought that movie could get really dark at the end, and I felt like they pulled their punch a little bit. Okay, fair enough. Um, and actually, this movie, weirdly, even though I saw a screening of it, I think I went in overhyped. So I'm excited to see it again. Um, it is not on my list. I am not as to me, Stephanie Chu is by far the best performance in the movie, yes. which is crazy. She's probably the one that's not going to be nominated for an Oscar. Yes, it is, it, it is the heartbreaking yeah. truth of I know. the season. It's crazy. My only criticism, and again, I would say this literally about every movie on, I'm truly looking at all my movies, and other than Marcel the Shell, <laughs> I would say every movie is, and maybe happy, uh, happening in Bodies, 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 every movie is too long. Yep. And I think some of the action stuff in this movie could be cut, not cut out, but just cut down. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, listen, there, I, I can tell the scene in which she's in the mall right before yep. she puts the, the eye on her head, like that whole scene. I was like, my God, just chop this up. Like yeah. there, there are some trims you can make. And I was, like, it was funny. Cause I went in with very high expectations. Like Craig, yeah. I saw it like later than everyone else. And that first half, I was like, I don't know if I got this, but I think the second half, pays off in such a big way right that, in such a big way that yeah. it makes the first half uh work better some, but, of, uh, some of the silly stuff just doesn't like work for me like the whole like i think the, bu- plug the, bu- scene. the, the butt plug is no that's that's the best <laughs> that works for, for me, me. i like, think that's that very works. funny i really loved it too and she was like and then i put it all on a bagel for some reason that like really hit me is ba- very yeah. funny in the theater too i thought that was just great the bagel thing is funny but yeah it's it's, it's, it's great i i will just say just uh because I know people are wondering, I'd never buy for a second that it's going to win Best Picture, though. Yeah, I don't see think to so. me. See to me and tell me if I I still would be surprised if it won. But it seems like right now the movies that could win are Everything Everywhere All at Once, Elvis. I don't think it's I don't think these movies necessarily Fableman's Top Gun Maverick. And maybe Banshees. I was going to say, you don't think Banshees? Well, Banshees only because it could be in the top four of so many people's lists that the way they tabulate it. I think I think some of those other movies, like I think everything ever all at once will have a lot of ones. And there will be a lot of old Academy members that will be like eight or below. And I think similarly, Top Gun Maverick will be below on a lot of people's lists because they're like, I don't want to give it to a movie like this. Potentially. See, that's where I. My three, but I feel I, like that. I feel like that's more new new Academy members than old yeah. members. Yeah, I, I, I do international. Think the, the three movies I think can win are Fablemans, Banshees, Top Gun. 
I think one of those three is your best picture winner. Yeah. Everything everywhere and Elvis are kind of on the same thing. A lot of things need to happen yeah. in order for that to happen. But weirdly, I probably think Elvis has a more likely shot. I just, I just always tell people like, do you think the Academy is going to give it to a movie that has flying dildos and hot dog kickers? Yeah. Right. Like I, like, yeah. I mean, listen, probably it, not. and maybe it does, but yeah. in, like at the moment I can't see, I, I don't think the Daniels even get into best director. Cause I just, yeah. I just think that group is so, like, listen, they said, nah, Ben Affleck, nah, Catherine Bigelow, like same group yeah. that voted for that. I don't right. think I'm going to go. Yep. Daniels. Yep, yeah. You should be I mean, here. especially if you want to just be like, Hey, this person take, took like a huge swing. They can give it to fucking Damien Chazelle. Yeah. yeah. Who they have honored before. Yeah. yeah. And listen, I think, I think Michelle Yeoh's going to win. I think Hugh Kwan's going to win. I think it could win screenplay and that's a good day. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. best pictures is where I, it's on yeah. for me. Um, my number two is broker. Broker. Loved broker. Um, Start yeah, the talk- church of song Kang Ho. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Song Kang Ho from Parasite and all of Bong Joon Ho's, most of Bong Joon Ho's films, fantastic actor who we love. And then, you know, Meg and I were big Shoplifters fans. Love Shoplifters. Um, so he's just sort of like the ultimate director of found family, I feel like, between those two movies, which is very much what Broker is about. It's about, you know, these two guys that are basically selling children that are abandoned at a church, but they're not really taking them in from the church. Um, they're selling them. They're selling them. Um, but the mother gets involved with it and it's just, I don't know. I just found it, um, really beautiful and, uh, emotional. Yeah. It's funny because I've read, uh, well, I like that. I mean, I've read basically the criticism of this movie as compared to like, compared to shoplifters or just basically people saying again to go with my theme. Yeah. Like that. This is the overall, I think feeling of this is more hopeful, certainly than shoplifters, which was very, very dark. Um, and I, and I, I don't think actually ultimately broker is dark and I think people, people are, using that to sort of like criticize or, or be like, that's, it's not as good as his other ones because yeah. it's not the, as like dark. The, the, and I, the comparison thing does hurt a lot of like, especially when you come out with such a big swing, right? Yeah. But like and when people discover you, then it's like, you're always going to get compared to that, which is why we've never like pretty much heard from Michelle Gondry ever again. Like, yeah. yeah. Cause eternal sunshine is just like, what are you, yeah. gonna, what could per- you it's do? It's perfect. And what could you do? Yeah. yeah. What could you do? But, um, it, it, it's interesting with broker because, I guess I do want to watch it again because I think it will climb over time. It it was almost doomed from the start of like a recognition standpoint because it was never going to be South Korea's submission because it was done by a Japanese director and Japan wasn't going to do it because they wouldn't submit a movie that's in Korean. So Mm -hmm. it just didn't have a a pathway to get like Oscar love and it premiered at Cannes and got great reviews at a Cannes song one best actor there. And yeah, I, I, I think, I think it will have, it's one of those movies that like when Criterion inevitably, inevitably chooses it yeah. for a future release, it will have its moment in time. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, so I saw this, I just want to say a quick movie, a quick movie, a quick story about seeing this movie. Cause it's funny. I saw this movie on Friday night and, um, and we got into the theater in Burbank 
guys in Burbank. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only place that's playing in LA, which seems strange. But so we went to Burbank, uh, get in the theater, sit down, and the director comes on and before the movie and does like the in in Japanese does like the like these whatever this is my movie. Thank these you, are the actors. Um, thank you for thanks for coming. Yeah. Whatever. And so like three seats down for me, there's a guy sitting alone, and he goes, oh, "Ma'am." ma'am starts yelling at me afterwards and I'm like, yes. And he goes, is this movie in Korean? And I go, <laughs> yeah, it's in Korean. And he goes, <sighs> so the first 40 minutes of the movie, he just kept going <sighs> as if it was subtitled. I don't know. I don't know what he thought he was seeing. This Watch the first, just a lot of sighing, just a lot of frustrating, frustrating noises. And at the end, did you tap him on the shoulder and say, sir, what are, you, what are your thoughts? He left 40 minutes in. Okay. Which oh. again, which again is an interesting thing too. Cause I'm like, man, you gave it 40 minutes. And then you were like, I, and, and, and I not could long. not possibly, it's not long. No, yeah. I could not possibly bear more. Korean, I guess. Yeah. I have no idea. That's, he was That's enough for me here in Los Angeles where I never hear Korean at all. Yeah, that's that's really Anyway, really it was very strange. funny. But but Broker is like it's it's one of those discovery movies. I think people it's going to have like yeah. Yeah. it will inevitably it will also be like on Sight and Sound in like 10 years. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. going it's going to have its moment. Yeah. All right, we made it. Clayton, we're at number one. Number one. All right, I know I'm on a I'm on a thing alone, and one of you I know definitely didn't see it, and probably sure the other one didn't see it either. It's close. My favorite movie of the year is close. Okay, Maggie didn't see it. Didn't see it. Um, Didn't see it. Like it hasn't it hasn't been here yet. I haven't had an opportunity to see it. I mean, Strike One on Philadelphia. it is that strike one that's, on yeah, Philadelphia. That, that's, that's Have you been to Philadelphia? Yeah, I've, I've met Philly's fans. <laughs> um, so I it, like I, I sometimes it, sign, it sounds hyperbolic, but I swear to God, there are sometimes like a movie does something to me in the body. Like it just like it just it was like the was it the last it was the last movie I saw at Telluride. It was like Monday morning at a, like 10 a.m. No, 9 a.m. And I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm going to get this thing going. And like I just – the woman next – the whole room wept. But I remember the woman next to me like doing the, the, the real cry. And then at one point I was kind of doing the like kind of thing. And then I was like needed to collect myself. And I saw her later on that day in the street and she stopped me. She says, I just want to apologize for crying. I was like, dude, don't need to, we were all crying. It's fine. But it, uh, it's just a great coming of age tale by Lucas. Don't who did girl. If anyone ever saw girl, it was on Netflix. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know of girl because yeah. of the controversy around yeah. it, but it is, um, but it is, it's just remarkable and it's beautiful in a movie that will, in under two hours, Meg, it's under two hours. So, you right. know I love that. It, you I know, know I love that. It's accessible for Meg. I, I think it's – and listen, I may have hyped it up too much because I right. showed my wife Jessica and she was like, okay, that was good. Like like she was right. like whatever. Right. And I hate doing that for people but like it, it just – like it, it, it like it's potential to be an all-timer for me. I think it's the only movie from this year that I feel like in 20 years could be on my all-time. Right. Best. Well, I, I did wow. It. Like that, that probably could do it. But – uh, but it's great. Meg, and then just a quick side note question. Have, 
because you're a SAG member. Do, have we been in the same room since we like uh, since I came to your house that one time? Like, have I ever been at a screening for you, like to moderate or anything? I do look for you when I go to SAG Q and A's, like when I'm Sometimes moderating something. Sometimes I, I don't think I've been to like I don't think I've been to a, a SAG Q and A since Pandy times. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Okay. Just because I, yeah, I, I haven't had, I always, been... I, I always, I do a little scan of the room. I'm like, is Meg going to be here? Clayton, the next time you're doing one, you let me know and I'm going to show the fuck I, up. I am always around your home and not in a creepy way, but like, I'm always like in that area, have to do something. Yeah. And then I'm always like, Oh, Meg's I point out, I've even pointed out to Jessica. I'm like, that's Meg's house right there. Like, hey I, Clayton, yeah. it's okay if you're around in a creepy yeah, way. I mean, listen, I'm just, I'm just a big fan of, of yeah, you two. Right. And Wait, are you allowed to be that close to the high school? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually that's, that's come to my window. Hey, come to Wait, my um, window. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm going to Palm Springs Film Festival. If you want to go to that, come come. Hang oh my out. God, you're going to Palm Springs? Yeah, I've never well, been. Maybe I've never been before. It's my first time. When is it? Next Thursday. Meg, throw on throw on a bikini. Actually, I literally might be my you know my my uncle my gay uncle. Uh, he uh, he just bought a house in Palm Springs, so I'm gonna go out this week. Anyway, it's great that you're going not in the summer because Palm Springs in the yeah. summer yeah. is a tough time. Meg, I know what your number one is because you told me a couple weeks ago and it hasn't been on this list thus far. So I'm assuming it's still number one. And actually, it this, is. Is, this is a movie that I'm I'm interested to talk to Clayton about. Not so much about your opinion of the film because um, I don't know what it is, but I'm interested in what happened to this movie. Yeah. Because the pedigree of this movie is and it's. A if, beautiful movie. If you say Amsterdam, I'm going to leave. No, no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, could you imagine? I, I, I'm, I, I'm like really running through what it could be in my head. I'm yeah. like, what haven't I said? What it's, a, it's a movie that I think, I don't know how you, I think you liked. Okay. At least. A, I can't imagine anybody not liking it. I mean, I loved this movie so much. But a much. lot of people didn't. So Critics wild to didn't. me. It is Empire of Light. Oh. I fucking love this movie. I cried my eyes out. I fucking Olivia fucking Coleman. Mm. It's who's the cinematographer dude that we love. Roger, so much? Roger Deakins. Yeah. Roger Deakins. No Jesus Christ's name, by the way. Ab- <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Roger Messiah, Deakins. Thank you very much. The Messiah. It's absolutely gorgeous. Sam Mendes. It's a quiet movie, but it's like about, and it's also sort of a little bit about like movies and like how great movies are too. I and love it just Letter is to like, Movies. We've never seen that before. A, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So, before. so my, my question to you is how does a Sam Mendes movie Starring Olivia Coleman, that's about movies that shot the, by Roger Deakins. That has a touch of a racial component in it that we know the Academy also likes to honor. That's, that's How does it just like disappear completely? Because even I also really like this film, but the weirdest thing to me, I think the weirdest thing about this whole season to me is that this was such a non-player. I mean, I know she's been getting a couple nominations here and there, but it was weird to me. This was not. A, it just seems like it was something that the Academy would be like, "Yep, this checks this box for our one yeah. British film that definitely gets nominated a year." So it's it's interesting to dissect now in retrospect. I saw it at Telluride at its premiere. Yeah, and I too loved it in the moment. I think it has bad residuals. Yeah, I mean, I can get. I, How is that possible? I can see. I, I can see some of the race stuff, like why that hits people wrong. It's just it, well, it's it's, like, it's 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 too much. Like like yeah. it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of 
like, I think the, the, the main, the main issue I think is some of its script beats mm-hmm. because everything up until the apartment scene, yeah. yeah, which by the way, and I, I know I've said this about someone else. So it sounds like I'm just saying it, yeah. but this is Olivia Coleman's best performance, her finest hour. And that says something cause she did the favorite and I saw her in the favorite. We all did. So I think she is incredible in this. And but, so understated. So like it's, she, it could have been a way bigger, like she, she's playing somebody with, with mental, with a mental illness. It could have been a way bigger performance and it just felt so grounded and yeah. real. Yeah. So I, I think a little bit of the issue is like the love letter to cinema is kind of played like right. just, Everyone's got something to say about cinema. And I and I saw it, maybe why I liked it so much, I saw it more as a love letter to the cinema house physical yeah, nature yeah, yeah. than movies mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Um, which is I think that worked for me a lot. And then the racial beats are fine, but also kind of just like dumped. Like they just kind of sure. toss them there. Yeah. And then then we're supposed to just take it and run. Uh I love Toby Jones in it. I think he yeah. is remarkable. I think he has a, yeah. such a killer scene. And this could still be an Oscar player in the end because sometimes they're just some – like the Academy is just always a different animal. Like it's right. divided by critics. Yeah. It's never going to be a critics thing. Yeah. People talk crap about Belfast also. Yeah. Ergo, some of you guys. So like um, this I, – I, I think it has a good – I think it has a really good – heart i think it just yeah. maybe yeah we just seen this before i, think I mean i get that it's it, the, the, there's not i mean the thing is about like it's not one thing it's it is not one thing it's not about like right. movies it, and it's not about race and it's not about uh, it's not a love story and it's not a mental illness story it's not any of those things it just yeah. happens to have all of those elements but yeah. i guess what really worked for me is like it didn't feel like it was spreading itself thin because it, because the actors and the, and the, the characters were so grounded. And I was like, Oh, I know. Like, I feel like these people are all real and they're all, re- they're all acting. Well, they're so, all reacting so to each wait, other so I think organically. That, that a little bit became an issue because the movie also, I don't know if you, you know, this Olivia Coleman's character is Sam Mendes's mother. Yeah, so actually this is what I was talking about earlier that I kind of wanted to bring up because I feel like this movie has been lumped in with Armageddon yes. Time and The Fablemans and Belfast and Roma and I don't think it's the same because not, there's not yeah. like there's not a Sam Mendes character working it. Exactly. You know, exactly. I know his mother dealt with mental illness and obviously he came of age in early Thatcher Britain. So like there are elements, I know that's a personal story for him, but I really, it really annoyed me. Like when people would be like an empire of light and it's like, no, we don't meet like young Sammy at the theater, like deciding he's going to be a director. Like this is not, this is not the same kind of movie as those yeah. other things. Like, yeah. uh, Which is why you probably shouldn't have the movie with Olivia Coleman watching the movie. Like right. at, at the end, I think a lot of a lot of that, like you know, a lot of that. It, it, you're right; it's not the same thing. It's just the same reason why people were like, "She said and women talk are the same thing." Like right. it's like, yeah, yeah, you're not. No, it's not the same. <laughs> it's really yeah. not. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. I think. I mean, that's a beautiful scene because Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth, because Olivia Coleman is so great, and and Toby Jones is so like they're so. It's such a it's a nice thing. Yeah. yeah. But you're right in that it might end up taking away because it's not really about that it's yeah. not real you know what i mean it's about like her engaging it's about her engaging in her life more like that's yeah. how i saw it as whatever right 
Um, but, but yeah, to put that in the same category as these like director, like retcon, you know, these directors, like exploring their childhoods or whatever, where you're right, where they have these stand-ins for themselves. It's just not the yeah. same yeah. because I think every director is taking elements from his life, like from his, his, from his or her, their, from their lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like th- there are going to be characters Meg only in movies where it's like. Directors are men, by the way. So yeah. I, yeah. I caught that. Yes. But well, uh, only the good ones. Fair, only the good yeah, ones. Only the good ones. But the good to ones. do a movie about themselves. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But, but yeah, <laughs> I would love uh, some of those. Um, but just to, to just add to that, I think kind of like the broker problem. 1917 was my favorite film of that year. So I came into this kind of like, all right, man, what do you got? Like, yeah. what Like, what are you going to – because I love 1917. I love American Beauty. I actually love Road to Perdition, even though some, the people crap on it today. I actually really like Jarhead also. Um, so, like, Sam Mendes is really, like – Revolutionary, revolutionary road. Get out of town. That's my favorite. That movie. That's my favorite Sam Mendes movie. The because best. It's the one that Kate Winslet should have won the Oscar for. Because yes, one thousand percent. Sitting right there, and I would like my Kate Winslet podcast with you guys whenever, like before Baby gets here. Um, we should really talk about Kate yeah. Winslet. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I, I think it's going to have some type of thing. I think the music, by the way, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. You can have convinced oh, me that yeah. they did that. That's right, Trent Reznor too. Literally, I was like Roger Deakins, Trent Reznor. Like the, the pedigree is sick on this movie. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful movie. Go see this fucking movie, you stupid people. It had a terrible box office run. I know, awful. Yeah. But so did awful. Ev- so did everything. Did everything. Like, yeah. like, and it's like, also like a. And it, but it's, it's again, it's a good. It feels good. It was a good feeling at the end too. It's not tied up in a bow. Things are not. It's not like and everybody gets a happy ending. But it also was just like. It left me feeling positive. Yeah. It left me feeling hopeful, which is what I hope for 2023. M- mic drop. Um, here comes Craig. With my number one, which just left me feeling hopeful about the state of reproductive <laughs> rights. I know what this world. is. Oh. That is happening. Oh, my God. This movie was such a tough watch. Yeah. Uh, especially as somebody, guys, as a pregnant lady, as a very, very pro-choice, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, pregnant lady. Tough watch. Yeah. Um, we don't watch. need to really belabor this movie a ton. I have talked, it's been my number one for eight months or whatever since I saw it. So it's, we've mentioned it on the pod before. Um, yeah, it's my first five star movie since 2019. Um, so yeah, I just think it's, it's definitely harrowing. It's not, it's, it's by no means an easy watch. Um, but I think it's important, and I know that Clayton's a huge fan of it, but I think it's crazy. France needs to figure out who is on their nominating committees for picking their possible Oscar nominees because yeah. they went with Titan over Happening, well, so which, which I don't hate Titan, and I don't, uh, yeah. hate, I don't hate Les Miserables either, but to go with that over Portrait of a Lady on Fire, like, these people are insane people. They need well, to... Well, let's... let's hope, well, first of all, France hates Celine Sciamma. Like, like, she, yeah. well, she, she just needs to move here yeah. and, let us, and let us take care of her because yeah. she they don't like her. Because they'll just keep giving... Yeah, that sounds really great. They keep giving move the from France to, to, to this shithole country. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Great idea. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure she'd do so that. So with Teton, and I love Teton also, yeah. it was in my top 10, and happening, I 
was eligible for me this year. Right. Uh, because, and I, and I love happening. They got backed into a corner. The, the, the what happened was France had to pick Teton, but right, like I said, it won. It won the. It, you don't win the Palm Door, and then you don't choose who's yeah. the Palm Door winner. So I I know we we, we followed like a lot of that politic stuff, um, and now it's a new regime with France. So hopefully they can choose differently. Yeah. Moving forward, and I love Saint Omer. Also, you know, it's just it, it really begs a question of. Should international feature be reserved by only one representative per country? A hundred percent not. But I also understand mm-hmm. why the Academy does it that way, because if not, I'm sure they're afraid that we would You'll get, get five I, French movies. Nominated. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we would get a Spanish movie and four French movies every year. And then maybe yeah. maybe everyone will file a Japanese film. You know, Jesus, like, I got so excited. I not I, I literally not. I knocked my my mic over. And Meg yeah. loves France. Yeah. I, as, as Love. Heard, Huge Francophile. So, so this entire pot, I, I've been catching up over the past few weeks that I always listen to you guys. And I just, like, Craig, I, when I say the most sympathy I feel for you is when you say a French word mm. and Meg judges so intensely. On your, it's not for, my fault your that your French accent French is. teacher. Yeah. Yeah, try going to the try going to the mall with with Deb Murphy circa 1996 and your friends and they try to pronounce au bon pain. <laughs> Let me tell you cuz Deb's going to get or you go, you'd order it au bon pain and well, you and they and you and they say can you say can you get a croissant and then the person that works there was who's she, 16 was she, years old for me. Was she on board with uh the South Park episode when they did sur la table? <laughs> If my mother episode. watched, if she watched <laughs> South Park, 100%. Yeah. 100. Oh, uh, can, I t- can I tell you one thing, by the way, that another, speaking of my mother, because this is great. She said, uh, I, I sent, she was like, what movies should I watch? And I sent her just because the list of my top 10, because who knows? And uh, she, he, my dad wrote back, what? No Top Gun? Question mark. And I wrote, uh, apologies to Tom Cruise, but he isn't a fucking cult. So fuck that guy. <laughs> and she, my mother wrote back. <laughs> my mother wrote back. Not to mention that he is a very one-dimensional as an actor. <gasps> a mon avis. Which means, in my opinion. <clears throat> anyway. Wow. That's, that's what I, so my mother, sick burn on top, Tom Top Cruise. Gun did make my top sick 20, burn. though. And it's like it's just. I mean, I like Top Gun a lot. It's just outside my top. It's it's, it's just it's it's fun. It is one it, like. Can I just say, when people were like Clayton, you think Top Gun should win Best Picture? My predictions are never what I want to happen. Yeah, yeah. Top Gun is great action scenes. It's beautifully, it's technically great. I think it has some of the worst dialogue of the year. It's I can terrible. recognize all this, yeah. but it, I can't. But. Also, I'd probably watch the last 35 minutes probably 30 times this year. Right. Like it's just, but Top Gun will win an Oscar. It's going to win right? at least, at minimum two. I think yeah. it has, right now I'm predicting probably five. sound, right? Sound and film editing. Yeah. I think Guys. it's probably going to win cinematography. I think it's going to upset in visual effects. And I think You're it's gonna, not even, what's the one that it's definitely going to win? Film editing and sound. No. Film editing and sound definitely. Oh, song? Sound. You think Gaga? Yes! No. Gaga no. is going to no, I don't think so. they're gonna give it to Rihanna. No, it'll be, it'll be, that, Rihanna, it'll be Rihanna or or not do not do. No, that's listen. I actually, right, I actually, I actually think that Gaga might not even get nominated. 
That's that is I, I I'm calling it right now. What are you gonna give me when fucking Lady Gaga? I, I don't know. You sound like everyone that was yelling at me last year when I said I think she's gonna miss for House of Gucci guys, and everyone's like, no, she's gonna win the Oscar for House of Gucci. Okay, well, that that I didn't think that was gonna. Yeah. happen. <laughs> well, it looked like it for a quick second, and then I was yes, like, I don't know, she's getting nominated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, top top, and I think Top Gun. I think Top yeah. Gun's best friend is a preferential ballot. I don't think well, a single yeah. person is putting that under five. On their right. ballots. It's some, and what, what other better story than the movie that saved movies? Right. Sure. Well, I'm going to let my dad know because yeah. he'll feel great about that. Um, we should wrap this up. We've gone over two hours. Uh, that, wow. That, those, those are good time yeah. spent. Well, yeah. Well, well I, I just I want to give Clayton a, time, a, a chance to tell people where they can listen to him because everybody knows where they can listen to us is just here. You can see all my uh, honorable mentions and everything. You can follow me at by Clayton Davis on all social media handles, except for Instagram, which is a word circuit, which I've been trying to change forever, and they won't let me. You have to, you have to go through when you're verified. This is first world problems. Uh, when, oh, when you're verified, they, you can't just change your handle. You have to go oh. through them. Oh, Clayton. I know. What a what a fucking cross for you to bear. I know. God, I it hope is. it is hard. I hope this year turns out much better. I hope <laughs> this this situation gets rectified. I just want you two to know because I don't know if you know this. So that movie wall that is behind me, mm-hmm. the top two rows are all Criterion's in step in the in the spine order, and then these are all Best Picture nominees in history, uh, in order from most recent to first. With winner first and the nominees. That's cool. Right. So I hey, that's cool. So I, I've I've been building my wall. I have it from wings. What a catch! Wings, ladies. Ooh. He's married. <laughs> Sorry, Meg. Both of these fucking yeah. motherfuckers are Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, Meg. Do you have this anything like people you would like in prison? To, do, Megan, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Myself. I'm plugging myself in 2023. Myself hey. and my. Fucking child. That's it. Wait, Meg, did you see The Way of Water? Speaking of Kate Winslet. Oh, yeah, I did. And I did not realize it was her until I was like, I was like, is that fucking Kate? I kept waiting for her to show up. And she was pregnant. It's like she She was pregnant. She knew that Um, you were going to be there. She wanted you to feel so connected. She knew it would take this long for you to get pregnant. So she waited 13 years, slow Mm -hmm. Cameron down. And then just David. so I could go and be like, oh, my God, Ideal we scene. do yeah. have something. We do have something in common. Yeah. God damn it. I love her. And also Avatar, Way of Water. Pretty enjoyable. <laughs> I think it's good on a big screen. I think once you take it off a big screen, oh, it, yeah, it's for blue sure. people. Yeah, for sure. I mean. For sure. You can follow us on Twitter. at the. Although <laughs> I will say one last thing. <laughs> one last thing. Sorry. 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 James Cameron knows how to sink a boat. Am I right? He does. Am I right? He knows how to sink a boat. In a franchise. Twitter at the Oscar (laughs) should. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at the Oscar should have gone to. Um, Please rate and review us if you like what you listen to. Clayton, thank you so much for giving us so much of your time, for giving us this exclusive (laughs) of your top 10. Exclusive. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Clayton. This has been really informative. We're sort of a question mark on when we'll be back. I don't know if we'll uh, try and Meg, do when do you do? do is that, is that in like a month? Feb 5. Yeah. Feb, Feb 5. 5. That's when my son Noah was due and we got him January 29th. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say, please tell me. Was both my kids are late January. Uh, yeah. Sophia was supposed to be like January like 10th and she came. No, she was like January like no, she was February 1st, came January 21st. And then Noah's February 5th, and we got him January 29th. Okay. I'm not trying to get it. I'm, I'm trying to keep it healthy, but also 
I but once you're past four th- to six margaritas. Once you're once you're past thirty six weeks, you are in the clear. It's considered you're on good. time. Yeah. Great. Great. So then after my shower next weekend, which is Real Housewives themed, <gasps> uh, yes, then I will be good to go. Um, so we will be back maybe sometime before birth. If not, it'll probably be a little bit of a break. And then Just do a live think, one at the baby shower. Yeah, Ooh, I think I think yeah. the, I think the oh, plan is to um, hopefully be back at least by uh, for an Oscar episode before this year's ceremony. So we'll talk to you guys sometime. Thank you so Which much for what? listening. Thank you, Clayton. Bye. Bye.